Hey, hey, welcome back to Fire Will with Rye and Erin. Hey, guys. Um, we'd love for you to engage with us on our IG, which is Fire at Will, F-I-Y-A-A-T-W-I-L-L. That is where you can DM us, comment on whatever we're posting. Positive or negative. Positive we know or we're negative. not opposed to any of it. Yeah, but make sure that it's um, pertinent to what we're actually doing. Like, don't, don't tell like, oh, us Ryan, how you you irritate me because right. you do this. <laughs> Your voice. And I don't like the way that, and you never comment on Chris's post. Why right. don't you do that? Don't, 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 like, bring up irrelevant shit. Right. Let it be, like, shit that actually is applicable to the episode. To or what we're the doing. episodes. Exactly. Please and thank you. Um... Because we need constructive input and criticism in order for this to continue to move forward. Right. Again, we're helping and each other and we're helping anybody who um, is receptive. Oh, we're trying to. We're, we're trying. trying to. We're trying. Right. And we're de- I definitely have grown a lot since we started having these discussions. And um, I mean, I think it's discussions that we were definitely having in our friendship anyway. But um, to talk it out in... Um, a more concentrated form like we're doing is it's super helpful because it's, it's helping me to look at myself too so it's not only helping me look at myself it's helping me to make changes changes right so I'm not only making personal observations I'm actually taking action to change because yes. that's also very very important taking action um oh I thought that was about that was a notification but anyway <laughs> So today we are going to be talking about seasons of celibacy. Um, so we started talking about this. Why? Why did this come up? I forgot. I asked you if you've ever um, oh, yeah. been celibate. And I said yes. I said I actually mm-hmm. um, went a year by choice right? Um, where I did not do anything, even with myself. I really made... Um, every effort to kind of just be as disciplined in that area as possible but um I was really going through a a rough patch Mm -hmm. during that that time emotionally emotionally and mentally and I knew that God was trying to say something to me Mm -hmm. and I felt like if I eliminated sex I would be able to hear him more clearly what was it about sex in particular um because I felt like I was I was so this is right after my son's father and I broke up and I first moved here to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that I was focused too much on the wrong thing. Okay. I think that I was thinking at times that sex might make me feel better or... Um, and I also felt like, I feel like every time you have sex with somebody, you're giving them a piece of your spirit. Right. You're giving them a piece of your 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 soul. It's mm-hmm. not just a physical interaction. So I said, you know what? No, I'm gonna be a little bit more disciplined this year because I was not only being celibate from sex, I was being celibate from men. Okay. Right. So, so talking was, to men. Yep. I was just taking a break. I was no dating. Yep. None of that. I was really just focusing on myself. I was focusing on healing. And I think that I was going through um, problems redundantly yes, because I wasn't learning whatever God was trying to show me. Learning the lesson. So I said, God, I'm really going to eliminate any distractions and I want to focus. Please help me see and learn what you're trying to show me. Right. Please help me grow in this season. Help me do better. And so I did it. It was hard in the motherfucker. Yeah. I ain't going to lie. You know, not the men part. 
but because you could always just the release you could please yourself yeah that part was hard right the no release because i was literally i would literally lay in bed at night like damn i can't sleep damn i can't sleep i really want yeah don't do it right i had to talk myself out mm-hmm. of it because i needed to just release so i could sleep what were you doing more of since you weren't releasing that way driving my son crazy i was like <laughs> okay omar let's read this book okay omar let's ride your bike okay omar pick this i was just making everything about omar right he was probably and this is when he was really young it was you know he was like two or three but he was just like man what's wrong with this lady um because i made everything about him Woo. okay omar we're going to the store okay omar let's go to the yeah. gas station okay let's do that you know it was just i was trying to focus completely on him but i also because he would go to sleep at like eight o'clock take time to really listen mm-hmm. so i would go in after i put him to bed i'd take a shower get myself together and i would sit in my room and i would listen to whatever my spirit was telling me mm-hmm. and i'm like okay you've been going through xyz this is not the first time you've gone through this why do you keep going through this right what kind of changes are you going to make why do you think this keeps happening to you because after a while circumstances don't keep happening to you you're happening to them. Yes. You have to see what you're contributing to make those things happen. Right. So I just started really paying attention to my actions. And I really started to move differently. Um, men no longer became a focus for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I became the focus. And let me just tell you, it changed my life. It changed my life. And it started with that season of celibacy. So... I have had two seasons of celibacy. Mm -hmm. One was um, for one year when my son was small after after his dad and I broke up. Mm -hmm. So it was it was a year, and um, I just felt so traumatized by the whole thing that I just didn't want nothing to do with nobody. So I took a break Mm -hmm. Um, from yourself as well, or no? From myself as well. Okay. Uh, I just had no energy. I had no desire. Mm -hmm. Um, But then when the desire came back, I was back in the set. But yeah. (laughs) But I. So I can't say that. I was back like it never left. (laughs) I was back like I never left. It is like riding a bike. (laughs) Listen, it's better. And I'm better at it. I can ride a unicycle, bicycle, tricycle, anything, honey. Right. So there was that. But the most recent season of celibacy mm-hmm. was from February 2016 to December 2017. Okay. That's a long time. Yes. So almost two years. Mm-hmm. Um, from yourself as well or no? I had some moments where it was myself, mm-hmm. but not often. It wasn't a regular thing. Mm-hmm. But it really helped me during that time um so i it helped me during that time to really think about who aaron is Mm -hmm. and why she is Mm -hmm. what why what led you to that last or most recent one because i had been in two relationships back to back Mm -hmm. and i was just it was a lot of changes that happened february 20 16 is when that started and I could say during that whole season I um good and bad things happened okay but the bad things led to good things 
But one thing that happened was I was, you know, working a sales job. I was in the field. I was always gone. And I started having panic attacks, Mm -hmm. like real ones, where I was clutching my chest. I couldn't breathe. My heart's racing. It was crazy. I was like, the hell is wrong? And so, you know, I'm taking deep breaths. I'm, you know, it's happening when I'm driving. It was crazy. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to figure that shit out. And then... um, in March of 2017, I was supposed to meet my boss at a school. Okay. And it was like 45 minutes away. I woke up at the time of the meeting because I know my, just my life started to fall apart. I woke up at the time of the meeting. I called him and I said, I'm going to be late. Please take the meeting. Right. When we got there, when I got there, he comes out of the meeting and we met. He got in my car and I looked at him and I said, I quit. And he was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Right. And I just started crying. I just felt pressure from every area of my life. You were having anxiety. Completely. But, you but I didn't know. Okay. I didn't know what it was called. Right. Because. Because people don't really talk People about don't it. talk about it. I mean, it's becoming a more common conversation now. It is. But they don't talk they about don't. it. They mm-hmm. don't. So I did not know that that's what I was battling. Right. He told me to take the rest of the week off. He was like, I will talk to you on Monday. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up having to take Zion to the doctor for something else. And his doctor looked at me and said, are you okay? Because you're not yourself. Right. And I just fell apart. And so she wrote me a prescription mm-hmm. for some Xanax. Mm-hmm. And she said, I'm only giving you nine because mm-hmm. I don't want you to eat them all. Right. She was like, take this. I'm giving you a week off of work. I need you to come back to see me in a week. We need to make a plan for your life. Right. And all of this is during my season of celibacy. Right. Number one, I am so glad that there was nobody around for it. Right. I'm glad I wasn't dating anybody. I'm glad I wasn't dealing with anyone because there was no space for that. And I would have been distracted from what I was really trying to do. Right. All of that happened to lead me right here. Right. So 2017, um, I'm able to uh, close out my job. But of course, I actually need a job. So I look for another job. I found a job. I would say within two weeks, I had done all my interviews and was hired. I started the job in July, so I moved here in July. Mm. Um, And then my season of celibacy did not end until December, but I was on a great path. No more panic attacks, was really uh, taking care of me, Mm -hmm. my mental health, my emotional health, my spiritual health. Um, physically, I was doing yoga. Like there were things I was doing that were for me. I was being selfish. Right. For the but first I, time for in the a first long time. time. Yes. So your your body had to start giving you clues mm-hmm. to say, hey, Aaron, pay attention yes, to yourself. Because I wasn't. In order for you to pay attention yeah. to yourself. I had to feel like I was dying in order for me to pay attention to myself. And that happens to most women and most mothers. Because mm-hmm. we're so used to having to get up and be strong and put the face on for our children, for our significant others and for whoever else. And we still got to go to work and we still got to get the job done, but are we okay? And no. And a lot of times I think that sometimes we can stand up and say, I am not okay, but it's not often. Right. And, or, or you're too far gone at that point. Right. I think what usually happens is somebody that sees you, like really sees you. Like, Ooh, what's wrong with you? It's like, are you okay? Or 
it will take you going to something extreme happening like you're pushed to your limit and you go the fuck off right and then oh my god what's wrong with you yeah right there your body's telling you something. i'm not okay i'm not okay exactly and it's interesting and it's okay that to not be okay it's okay to not be okay right and it's really interesting that sex can be such an interesting outlet so it can be great it can be beneficial but it also can be it can be it can be detrimental also and so i realized that um in taking that um much needed season Mm -hmm. and i had so many changes i also realized that there were things about sex that i wasn't honest with myself about right and so i had to learn me from the inside out what do I really think about sex? What do I really like about this? What and do why, I like? And why am I choosing to have sex with this person? Yes. Is it because is it for them or is this for me? Exactly. What am I doing here? Exactly. And I realized that a lot of sex that I'd had had been for the other person right. and not for me. Right. And so then I had to start really taking care of myself. Mm-hmm. If I don't want to do this, I'm not doing you. This is not a favor that you do for somebody. This is for me, for my pleasure, for my fulfillment. And I think that too, I don't think that you were probably even approaching it like that. I think that oftentimes women are made to feel like, well, this is the natural progression. We've been on whatever, how many dates I'm supposed to. No, you're not. And you don't even think about if you really want to. No, no. You're under no obligation. Am I really even attracted to this person? Are they doing anything for me? You feel like it's just a natural progression. Oh, well, he took me on a a nice date to this restaurant. He spent X amount of dollars on dinner. You almost feel obligated. Right. You're not a prostitute. No. And that, I was you're, about to say, right. that's coochie you, for sale. Right. That's you, not... You are under no obligation ever. to sleep with anybody, no matter what they do for you. Um, and that season of celibacy for me helped me realize that. It really did. But then what happened is after that season, when I decided, okay, I'm ready to start doing things again, Mm -hmm. oh, man, I was a beast. I was a different person. I started to, for lack of a better explanation, act like a man. Sex became something I did when I wanted to mm-hmm. and I didn't necessarily have to be emotionally attached to yeah. and if I didn't like it I would not call you right or you would not hear from me or I started operating from a different perspective I don't I'm not saying that that perspective is right or but that's fair, just where you were but that's where I was mm-hmm. and then it also did not become a priority for me anymore either. right Right. And I noticed that because I wasn't pressed, like if I had met a guy and, you know, we hung out and we went on a couple dates and I guess he felt like it was the natural progression to be having sex. And I was just like, fuck it. It's not that for me right no, now. It's not. But they're not used. Men are not used to that. Most women kind of go with the flow and they say, oh, at well, we have been on six dates. I mean, I guess that we should. We're and not so, even taught that, though. I don't know why we feel obligated to. So think of okay. So I'll t- I'll t- I'll think about my childhood. Mm-hmm. I was simply told not to have sex. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Don't have sex. Don't get pregnant. You got to be married. Mm-hmm. Um, don't have sex because Jesus says so. Right. None of these were reasons enough for me to not have sex. Right. So um, 
I was, I had graduated high school when I had, when I started to have sex. Mm-hmm. Um, I did have some, definitely some disappointments and hurts that made me feel like, okay, maybe this is the real reason why you don't have sex with somebody that you're not married to because you kind of have all these emotional ties, right. soul ties with right. all these people that don't matter in right. your life, but right. they, that weight is on you. So, you know, there's things that you kind of move through, but we're never, I can't recall ever being told that, hey, exactly what you said. No, it's not the natural progression of things. The natural progression of the relationship is whatever you decide it is. Right. And it may not include sex. Right. And if that man is not okay with that, then you let his wrong, ass go. Then he's the wrong He's, the he's wrong not man. the one for you. And that's okay. See, this, is the, this was the problem for me, though. So I had a boyfriend from the time I was 14 to 21, the same boyfriend. Mm-hmm. So I was with the same person. Right. And then after that, I dated a little bit. But then I was with another boyfriend from the time I was 23 to 30. Yeah. So all of your childhood, your and teens, all, and basically your 20s. A big bulk of my, my adulthood. Yes. So then after that second relationship broke up, that's when I went through that celibacy yes, stage. Yes, I understand. And I, I mean... After that, I was just, I was a force to be reckoned with. Mm-hmm. I really did. And um, I noticed that when my attitude changed towards sex and towards men, men's attitudes changed towards me. Yes. So the more that I felt like I didn't have to have sex or I didn't have to call you or I didn't have to stroke your ego, I didn't have, they wanted me more. Right. They were calling me more. They were going crazy for me. They were showing up at my job. I was getting offered trips. I was getting offered this. And, and I'm just like, wow. Shit, I should have been doing this years ago. <laughs> the fuck? You should teach a seminar. They, ch- I mean. Because it, think about how many women just because sit they, away, because sit pining they, away. They, because they feel like. Oh, I need to meet. I need a man. Mm-hmm. I need to do this because I need a man. I need to. A man validates me. It makes me. Um, I don't want to be an old maid. Or there's something wrong with me if I don't have a man. Right. At that point, after my vow cells, I said, I don't give a shit if I don't have a man. I don't care if I don't sleep with a man. I'm out here trying to be the best person I can be. Right. The best mother I can be. And I'm going to enjoy my life. Yes. Because, remember, I'd been in two very long relationships. Yes, you did. I didn't really know myself, no. I don't think. No. 14 to 30, you were in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that it was time for me to kind of focus on myself and say, hey, get to know yourself. And when I did that, I realized, wow, I'm so much stronger than I thought I was. Yes. I'm so much more powerful than I thought I was. I really, and I like me. I'm fun. Right. I like myself. I'm fun. I'm funny. I'm strong. I'm happy. I'm good enough. Yeah. And I'm, I'm smart and enough. I'm smart enough. I'm good enough. And a man does not take away or add he value to me. He does not add it value just, to it me. It does not matter. And he doesn't rot. And not having a man does not mean I'm not valuable or Girl. worthy. I'm great. There's nothing wrong with me. Right. There's like absolutely. There's nothing wrong with me. I'm perfectly fine. And that's when I took the time to travel. Yes. So I started going all over the place. I was in Europe. I was in the Caribbean. I'm here. I'm doing that. I'm doing, I'm all over the place. I'm enjoying my life on my own for the first time. Yes. That bout of celibacy brought about a clarity Mm -hmm. and a strength that I needed. I finally was able to tune out all the outside and external noise and really listen to what God was trying to tell me. Mm -hmm. 
And I think that I had spent such a large bulk of my life trying to make a man happy or trying to be the perfect girl for some man or right. whatever the fuck it was that I wasn't loving me right. I want to be the perfect me for me. Right. So Not that, perfect. That's what perfect I learned. me for me. And that's what God was saying to me. Yes. He was like, enough with this shit already. You, you're not you're 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 hurting yourself yes. you're taking away from yourself like these people are not doing that you are for robbing you. yourself right and giving pieces of you away like come on to now. people who are it. not worthy just stop it and it took me that full year to kind of reassess mm-hmm. and, and change and oh so after that i did date and i did bump into a few guys that I did like. There was one guy in particular that I liked. Mm-hmm. He was funny as hell. He was, but he was an introvert, and he had other, just other issues. I think that he'd been hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, but ask me how long I stayed around. The moment that I realized that those issues were issues that he would not be able to move past, or he would, he was stunted right. in growth. I was like, bye. I gotta go. And you I didn't left. waste. Yeah, and I didn't waste any time. You didn't let whatever you liked about him outweigh what's real. And what's real is you can't do anything for me because that's what happens a lot of times mm-hmm. on, both, on both sides. I want to love you through right, it. Right. I want to love you through it. If I like I, you enough, I can you'll make you change. better. I can make you no. better. Right. And I don't want any more men that are projects. Right. I don't want mm-hmm. another man that mm-hmm. I have to fix and put together and, you should, and, you should. and staple and glue. No, I don't want to do none of that shit. So prior to this podcast, I said a prayer for my friend because she received a phone call and I said a prayer for her and I said, God, you know, please just let a man come in and meet my friend where she's at. Where she does not have to work on him. She doesn't have to raise him up. Somebody that adds value to her and does not take away. And someone that her son admires and loves as well. Yes. Because I don't think that it's fair for us to say, well, you know, yeah, he's a good guy, but he needs this. I can fix that. Right. No, we're not doing that anymore. We're not doing that, ladies. And I promise you, if we all had this mindset, men would be forced to level up. They would. They would be forced to do better and be better. But because we keep catering to these immature mentalities and, you know, the lack thereof, they keep giving us shit. If you keep taking shit, you're going to keep getting shit. If you say, no, I need filet mignon, you're going to eventually get filet mignon. Because guess what? They feeding you this shit shit, and they want you to eat it up like it's pizza and ice cream sundaes and it is not. Because the reason being though is because there's there's somebody else that will. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm saying women across the board. Yes. We need to value ourselves a little bit more. A man is not the end all be all of anything. If you find yourself longing like for a relationship, a friendship, or whatever, maybe you should befriend your fir- your fr- yourself first. Yourself. Be your find own out, friend. Find out what's going on with you and what you need right. to be good with you. And then add the people afterwards. If you're longing and you're lonely, there's, there's a void right, there for, that's in yours you, that you have to fix. That another person cannot fill. Another person can come in and distract you from the void, right. but they will never fill it. See, I didn't know that until I went through that, too. that valve. Yes. I had to go through it. Because I, I was to... constantly somebody's girlfriend right. for a long time. Or tr- or trying to be. Or trying to or be. Trying to, to get be. chose. I'm not 
I don't have pick me status yeah, anymore. No, I don't want I don't that. Shit. I mean, I'm married. You're married. But, You've already been chosen. Right. But, but you chose prior too. To, I chose him too. Right. It wasn't, you weren't sitting around waiting, waiting on somebody nope. to choose nope. you. No. And I'm not either. And I think that when you stop waiting around. That's when it happens. That's when it happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's when it happens. It's, I, I have gone through um, a lot of um, different mindsets when it comes to this. And the mindset I'm in right now is my favorite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the mindsets before, like, well, why not me, God? All my friends are getting married. And then I was like, well, first of all. Why do you even want to be married right now? Right. Um, are you even ready to be married? Are you even ready to be married? Because and are you just going to marry anybody? Just like the first person to, to ask say, you just to say you're married? No. And I have been asked. And I did not marry them. Yes, because And that knew. let me know. Right. I, you're not just trying to be married to just anybody just to say that you have this title of Mrs. No, it's not about that. Can you be the partner that you're hoping that person's going to be to you? And can they also be the partner that you need for yourself? Exactly. Stop and then a, I also stop have a whole accepting kid. mediocrity. Right. That's the thing, too. I think that that makes a difference with us. I think that women that don't have any children, it's a little bit different because people get lonely. Yeah, they do. We all need to have some kind of human interaction. But when you have children and you love your children, they kind of fulfill a lot of the, the friendship part for right. you. And you know that they are, they don't want, they don't have a hidden agenda. They are not doing things or being friends with you because they want you to take them somewhere or buy you something. Maybe right. Sometimes, but you know what yeah. I mean. They love you genuinely. So it's like once you have a child, it's different. But there are some women that I know that have children and are not with the father. And they so desperately want to have a father figure in the house that they settle and accept anything no. that presents itself. And that's wrong and it's fucked up and then you end up being miserable and your children are miserable and that's not fair to them it's not fair to them to expose them to just anybody or just take somebody just because that's a person that quote unquote chose you be patient work on yourself work on your children change your focus like if if being lonely or having a relationship is really important to you and you find yourself really focused on it all the time do things to to occupy your time and you know what's interesting? What? When I, so wait, we started the book, the book club started in 2018. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I moved to Atlanta in. 2017? Or yep. July, 2017. Mm-hmm. So I was still in my season of celibacy. Uh, again, now that ended December, 2017. But after that, I wasn't necessarily looking for someone to date I wanted to make friends with people like I was like I need to find a community right because I'm new here right so I need to find my tribe right so I was more focused on that than I was um at all about dating and I could tell the moment that I met you that you were in a good space everything about your energy was good you came in. Hey, y'all. Yeah. I felt good. How y'all doing? <laughs> right. Everything about you was positive. It was good. It was something that I felt comfortable being around me all the mm-hmm. time. Yes. You were in a good space. You were whole. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with being broken because we all get broken sometimes. Yeah. But when you stay there, that's when that's it's fucked up. That's the problem. Up. You have to kind of heal yourself. 
And that's why these moments of, and it doesn't have to be a full year. No. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't have to go to the extreme like I did. But I listened to what I felt like God was telling me to do specifically. Yes. He may be telling you to do something different. Maybe he wants you to take a different kind of vow, you know, mm-hmm. not drink alcohol for a year right. or whatever it is, just so that you can listen to that inner voice. I'm telling you, it makes all the difference. The clarity that that year of celibacy brought to me, yes. oh my God, it changed my life. It gave me a strength and just shit just became easier yeah i don't i can't explain it i i agree with you and i i it helped me to it's so interesting too that when i moved here i I was in a townhouse a three-bedroom two-and-a-half bath townhouse with a garage and that townhouse was full Mm -hmm. i got rid of everything i got rid of probably 90 percent of our stuff Mm -hmm. clothes shoes furniture Books, everything. You, you Marie Kondo. I, I just, yeah, mm-hmm. I got rid of everything. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't, I, I gave away what I could. I mean, I got rid of dishes. I got rid of pots and pans. I wanted to start over, mm-hmm. and I absolutely did, and it felt good. I would have been packing up the same memories that I'd been carrying you around. Decluttered your life. I decluttered my life, mm-hmm. and the first thing I did was declutter my coochie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what you yes. do when you you yes. declutter that. I decluttered my womb. Mm-hmm. I decluttered it all. My spirit. Yes. Connected. Mm -hmm. And I started over. And because you realize, too, that it's such a distraction. It is. And it can make you feel things that really don't exist. Oh, my gosh. It can make make you like somebody you don't like. You don't really like. I'm telling you, it will mess with you. It will alter your, your perception of reality. It will. So that's why when I went through that year things became clearer. Right. I was able to see better. I just, I became in, more in tune with myself. That's why when I dated that guy that I told you that I really liked, I'm telling y'all, I like this guy. He was funny as shit. Everything mm-hmm. was, but I just knew that there, it would always he be got a battle. Issues. He had issues that I just could not fix yeah. or repair. And I was able to identify the red flags and not say to myself, oh, I can work with this. No. I can help him. No, I walked away. No. I walked away and I said, no, I don't care how bad this hurts me. And I don't care if I, meet, I don't meet another person for the rest of my life. I'm not staying around to fix you. And you I don't have, have to have be willing it. to, you have to be willing to take that leap. And that leap says, I may not meet another person after you, right. but I'm sure not settling for this shit. Right. And the thing is that had I stayed with him, I would never would have met Chris. No. And my daughter wouldn't be here. No. Right. Your life would be different. Completely different. So I, I, I completely believe in, and, and also there are people in your life when you choose to do something like to be celibate. Now you may or may not talk about it. I didn't necessarily talk about it while I, while I was going through it. I sure it. didn't tell anybody. Because I don't want to hear. I didn't, I didn't need anybody weighing in on what I had going and like on. that. I'm telling you, I really took that time to listen to God. I did mm-hmm. not need external voices. Right. So nobody knew no. what we were doing. Mm-mm, mm-mm. And it's interesting. Uh, so there's a verse in the Bible. Well, let me not go quote in the Bible. But basically, it, it alludes to like when you are fasting or when you're doing something, you do it. Um, it's, it's intimate between you and God. Right. It is not uh, for Everybody public else. consumption. Right. Right. It is not for anybody to... It's not for attention. Right. So, hey, y'all, don't attack me on the verse. Y'all know which one I'm talking about. But 
Because I know I cluttered it up. You quoted the wrong yeah, one. Yeah, you know, I'm just paraphrasing. You mixed up two, <laughs> right? two different versions. Okay. <laughs> That's from the Old Testament, and that was from the New Testament. Yeah, okay. But the point is that when you're doing something that is about you, that is that serious, you don't do it to show. So I, there's a guy that I follow on Instagram, and he decided to take a vow of celibacy to work on himself but he advertised he put it on his page right and so what happened women were like well oh i can't wait till you done and i can't wait till this because i show one of i want to be the one to break but it. you know what his intentions weren't right in the first place he did it for the attention of mm-hmm. other people so his intentions weren't right so whatever message that he's really um, supposed to be receiving, he's not. He's gonna not going to get it because he did this with the wrong intention. The, right. the whole point of really tuning into yourself mm-hmm. is really for that to tune into yourself and block all external right. noise. There's some things that just don't need to be announced. You don't have to say it at all to anybody. Right. You like during that time, I did not have to tell not one soul. I'm not. I'm actually not having sex right now. Right. If some if if something were to come up, then the answer is just no. Right. Oh, right. no, thank you. I'm not interested. Mm-hmm. But I don't have to tell you what I'm doing and the work I'm doing on myself and the care that I'm taking of myself. It's nobody's fucking business. Right. But I think that, too, you know, when you do that, like I said, you're muddying the water. You're not able yes. to hear the message. You're not. The whole point of going celibate or maybe eliminating something that you do every day in your life just to start fresh, just to start new, is to hear something else, to see a different perspective, to understand yourself in a different way. And when you allow outside voices to um, have any influence on that, you're not really hearing the message. No, you're not. It's just like, come on, don't do that. We can talk about it now because it's been several years. It's been over 10 years since since I've done this. Um, So, you know, now I can actually speak on it and how it empowered me. Right. How it strengthened me and how it changed my life. Right. And um, and I know that we all long for physical affection and interaction. And I'm I'm not just talking about sex. We all like to be hugged. Kissed. Loved. I mean, that's just natural. It Mm -hmm. feels good. It does. I get it. But I'm telling you, if you are going through some challenging times and you're single... It's not a bad idea. I'm not saying doing it for a full year. No. That was a long time. I ain't going to lie to y'all. Listen. I'm not going to lie. I, it was a struggle. Yeah. It was not easy. The first time, it was easier because I was traumatized. But the second time, this Girl. most recent time, Ooh. it was not easy, but I was distracted. Two years. Yeah, I, like, know. <laughs> I know. But you moved. You started a new job. I, I had a so lot of things, things going right, on. Right, I was right. having panic attacks. Right, like, right. I wasn't feeling sexy. So, what do, what do you think was the root of the panic attacks? I think that... I was living a life that I thought I was supposed to live mm-hmm. and not really um, living for me. So you were living, you were not You were existing, you weren't living. Right. You were I doing was, whatever you had to do to pay the bills and come home. It was just I'm like working a, and, right. you know. It's um, like the, 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 um, the old black and white Mickey cartoon. You know, he grabs his lunchbox, he walks out the door, he punches in the clock, right. he does his job, he drives home, he eats, he sleeps, and then starts it. it all over and again. And that's what I was yeah. doing. Right. So and routine. I did not, I didn't want to be in Jacksonville anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing against Jacksonville. I just didn't feel like you got grown it. That's I, okay. I was going to be my best self there. Right. 
and um, and nothing against the people because I love my fa- my friends and family there. I just knew that there was more for, for for me and waiting for me somewhere. And I was willing to take a big leap. Right. So initially I was and going you're not to not that far from Jacksonville. No, I mean, but really. I was gonna move back to Detroit. Oh thank God you did. So I took a um I actually did an interview and um I was offered a job, a teaching job. So I didn't really want to teach again. Right. And that's what helped sway me. And then the other um opportunity came up with the job that I'm working now. So um a lot of things just kind of fell together and but I know that I was just willing to take the leap. I was right. willing to do something different and do something big. And it just, it all fell together. I did. And that's what happened to me too. Mm-hmm. I moved from up north down to here to Atlanta. And that's what spurred the celibacy. Yes. You were new here. I was new here. And I just didn't have the energy to entertain anything. I was completely defeated. Yeah. I was defeated. I was drained. Here I was and with a two-year-old and... I felt like I failed him. I felt like I had failed myself. I had to come and depend on my sister um, to help me because I was in such financial ruin. I just, everything was in shambles. I was a mess. And for such an independent person and... Well, I had to learn that about myself. That you were independent. Yeah. But I mean, but you had been kind of taking care of yourself. Right, right, right. But but I had to really learn my strength. Yeah. I had to learn that I don't have to do this begrudgingly because it's not such a bad thing to be strong. You know, like, I had to unlearn a lot of the things that I thought were the right way to do things. Exactly. And so that's another reason that the celibacy was good because I was able to really focus on my behaviors and unlearning things that were not good for me um, to kind of introduce new behaviors and things that were good for me. I was still doing shit that wasn't good for me, though. Right. I was still (laughs) drinking and doing whatever. You know, whatever. I was doing other shit. but Drinking um, to excess. Sometimes. Yes. Yeah. To me, that's the part that's not good. Right. Drinking in and of itself. I'm a social drinker, so I I would never drink at home. I'm just not a person that drinks at home. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's not, you know, and uh, no judgment, but it's just not my thing. I am a social drinker. I like to drink. And when I I drink socially, I be drunk. Yeah, I be having a good time. Like, I'm giggling and having, yeah. You know how people, like, like hold a drink? No, not me. You give it to me. I don't know how to. I don't know how to hold you. It's gone. Chris will be like, I just bought you that drink. I'm like, well, I need another. So when my brother, when I go out with my brother and he buys me a drink, he's like, you always suck up the first one. Yes. And then the second one, it takes you a little longer. But I'm like, listen, oh, that's how I drink. You might as well too. buy me two. Go ahead and buy me three. Right. <laughs> Just go ahead and get it out the way. Thank you. Just start a tab. Yes. Don't try to close a tab. No, Just don't close it. Because I'm going to need another. Um, but I think that it's, imp- and I'm like we said, this bout of celibacy is not for everybody. No. But I'm telling you, it changed my life. And I've been accused since then, uh, not in my marriage, but in my dating life, mm-hmm. um, that I act like a dude. Well, you did mention that um, the emotions, you weren't attaching emotion to sex anymore. Right. In some scenarios. Right. Like, it wasn't this package deal for you. Right. You were able to have sex and enjoy sex but not have the emotions that typically come with it right and i wasn't doing it frequently but i was capable capable of doing of it. it correct and not only that but i wasn't pressed so like 
you know how you meet a guy and you're like, oh my god, I hope he calls me. I need him. Oh my gosh, I hope he calls, calls me. And if he doesn't call me, something wrong. I would, I would sleep like a baby. Yeah. I wouldn't give a shit. Yeah. You call me, you don't call me, whatever. And if you wait, and it didn't matter and it, who it was. It doesn't did matter. It? And if you were waiting to hear from me, you was gonna die. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I damn sure wasn't calling nobody. Right. Like I, I at that point didn't care. Yeah. I had to be pursued. Like I had to be heavily pursued to even continue continue entertaining a situation mm-hmm. like you had to make sure you reached out to me because otherwise you wouldn't really hear from me right because it wasn't my focus anymore right and I think that some people get that confused like like you're playing hard to get you well, weren't no, playing uh, anything I, wasn't playing I was anything. living my life right and this wasn't a priority right it you, men were no longer a priority for me right me being happy and 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 I'm gonna also say that after that Thing of celibacy and after dating that guy that I liked and, mm-hmm. and I was able to walk away from him right. even though I liked him man oh nobody I, could tell you nothing after they that they couldn't tell me yeah. shit I yeah. was so happy yeah I felt very strong I felt very confident and I think that more men were attracted to me because I was walking you were with pride it. and I was exuding yes. confidence it was coming out of your pores right. so more men were trying to hang out with me yeah. so I started feeling myself and then I started working out hardcore and I started taking care of myself so I'm like I'm really feeling myself right. I started to get my finances in order so I was able to travel then you really couldn't tell me right. nothing because I'm making moves and I'm doing what I want to do then I bought my own place then you really couldn't tell me nothing because <laughs> I'm just progressing and progressing and progressing without a man without a man so everything is just getting you're kind of going from glory to glory to glory to glory to glory and you didn't need a man to help Mm -mm, you with that mm -mm. and i was smiling every day waking up happy i was legitly happy i was genuinely happy but no hatred for men either so no, no absolutely not, not bashing not feeling like well men ain't shit and i don't need no, i never I felt like that this. No, no i never felt like that just, i always knew that they were good men i i i want to be good to me right. and i want to be good for me right and i was okay with me right i was good with yes. me i did not need anybody to validate me so you know what's interesting though mm-hmm. you are easy on the eyes mm, thank so you, thank right you, <laughs> so People find it hard to believe when someone is easy on the eyes that they're single mm-hmm. or that they're um, maybe simply not interested in them, mm-hmm. that they um, have to be, that they need to be pursued mm-hmm. because they're focused on other things. Mm-hmm. Men, sometimes men just don't buy it. No, I got that a lot too. And that's, I get that. I, I, when I wasn't responsive to people, I got a lot of. Oh, you Some, must be with somebody else. Right. They're, that was the reaction. They would become angry. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no. First of all, I'm not checking for nobody. Right. I told you from the jump that was the case because that's when the that's when the, transpar- the transparency yes. also began. So I'm like, look, this is what it is. I laid it out so you know who I am. You see me when you're... I'm able to see you. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're trying to talk to me, you better call me because I'm busy. Okay. You know, and, and I was really focusing on... You make on a Omar. plan. Right. So you can't just call me on a Tuesday and be like, "Hey, I want to hang out tonight." No. no, no. And you need to respect my time. Right. You need to respect that I'm a parent. Right. So I met a guy. Um, one of my friends tried to hook me up with this guy, and he called me and he was like, "Yeah, let's go get drinks." I was like, "Okay, when?" He's like, "Oh, right now." I said, "Oh, well, I'm not sure if my girl told you, but I have a son. Right. So you need to make plans." Right. He said, "Oh, I'm a spontaneous person." 
I don't make plans. Oh, well, I said, well, you don't need to call work. me anymore. Right, right. This is not going to work. work. It's not going to work. Do you know he continued to call me? That's because he felt rejected. For months. That's because he felt rejected. And I never went That's out with him. because he felt rejected. I had to block and him. And I'm telling you, men don't like to feel rejected. Mm. Especially because there's so many women out here groveling over them. Thirsting for them. Yeah. And so when they feel, when they, they get rejected, they're mm-hmm. like, oh my God. Right. How come they don't like me? What did I do? Am I not good enough? Now all of a sudden they become very emotional and in their feelings because they're not used to rejection. Right. They're used to the, doing the rejecting. But it's not, and it's not even personal. It's not like, I mean. It's not, and you weren't being nasty. No, you were just like, it hey. It just doesn't suit my life. Right. So, okay. You're spontaneous. I, know that this, I can't live like right, that. Right. I know this is not going to work. Right. For either of Don't us. Don't waste your time. I'm doing you a favor by being transparent and, and letting welcome. you know that this right. lifestyle is not going to work for you. Exactly. Have a good one. And it's the one I live. Right. So, and I'm happy. Right. So, it was, it was really, it's really odd. Um, but I, I found that, um. So there's men that they'll be interested initially, mm-hmm. and then they fall off. Right. And there was a time in my life when I would obsess about that. What's wrong with me? Right. The, the same rejection. You're right. Like, What's wrong with me that they don't? Girl, please. But now when they fall there's off, there's something wrong with I'm them. I'm glad. You're glad because thank God I didn't waste one more day yes. with you. Goodbye. Bye. Go away. I'm me, fine with let that. Let me get my sleep. Where my, where's my yes. sleep mask? Shit. And I sleep just fine. Yes. And let me turn on my white noise. I either listen to some white noise or um, listen to some manifestation, listen, uh, right. cleaning my chakras, all kinds of shit. Listen, I'm not, you're not worried about them because you're very secure in yourself. And I want, I want the right person for me. Right. I don't want any, just anything that's, that'll come my way. Right. I don't want that. I want the right dude for me. Because you're going to be unhappy if it's not. Oh, my gosh. And, you know what? And I really... And that's years wasted. My dream is that all people operate that way yes because i feel like if all people operate that way it will be forced for people to respect each other yes and it will be forced for people to be honest with each other so that there are no hidden expectations that aren't met right there are no things that oh well i can fix them i can love them there's none of that shit there's just like i love me this person loves them too and we like the same things yes hey this is gonna work right oh no that person don't like himself and he likes kung fu and i hate kung fu right. this ain't gonna work <laughs> right. whatever we're and able he dress to... up in kung fu clothes right right all the time right. we're not gonna live like mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. He's, we're, he's wearing the bruce lee <laughs> right. thing around his and head the all the time shoes. No, i don't have time for it <laughs> what are you doing uh-uh. right i don't even like this the barbershop quartet you know like oh you know, my gosh <laughs> talk about them but no (laughs) you know you know there are some real situations that you know are not gonna work for you and that's okay it's totally okay just because you oh you know what drives me crazy when people date with the intention of marrying oh my god so they go out with somebody and they're like well this is what i'm looking for and i want to be married by this time so don't waste my time first of all you You don't don't even know if you like this dude you probably don't even like him you probably would not be happy with him as your husband Mm -hmm. how how do you go into the date automatically assuming that this can turn into marriage. No. That take that off the table immediately. Mm-mm. Get to know somebody for who they are and see if they're even on your level. And I think that people Fuck. confuse dating with a purpose. So like you can date with a purpose, meaning you go out with this person. First you have to, like you said, determine if you even like him. Right. And that can take several it several can. tries, right? It takes because a while. Remember, in the beginning, they're on their best behavior. It takes time to see the person for who they truly are. 
So do, would you recommend dating multiple people when you're just in a dating stage? That's what I did. Yeah, I think I think it's a great idea to date. But then, but then it did it did get confusing because one, I'm really bad with names and I'm bad with situations. So I started confusing things, and I was like, oh yeah, remember when you told me that? I never told you that, and I'm like, oh shit, that must have been this person. Oh lord, and I'm all over the place, fucking everything up. So I couldn't. That's pull, not for you. Yeah, I yeah. couldn't do it for too long. I'm like, oh lord, it was just exhausting, and and then I felt bad, and I there were even times where I texted people things and they're like what what are you talking about and I'm like fuck oh my god wrong person yeah. my bad I don't have time to play those kind of games but I did date multiple people mm-hmm. without having sex yes. I was just going out having dinner having drinks enjoying and get getting to know different people mm-hmm. and during that time I got to learn a lot about myself exactly. as well it became more clear to me about what I like and what I want and what when I were to be married, what would be cool for me? Right. What would be good for me? Um, and when I met Chris, I finally said, oh, wow, he's willing to do this. Mm-hmm. He's willing to do that. Okay. You know, you everybody's individuals. And remember, Chris, you know, he has been married in the past, but he's been an individual on his own for a very long time. Right. So he has his own shit, too, where he's just like, I don't want to change that. I like that about right. me. Um, but we've come to a happy medium because most of our other things are met. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I think that regardless of the person, you're always going to have to be flexible in some way and right. make some accommodation. But most of the things need yes. to align. And most I think of that's the, important. And I, I absolutely agree. Mm-hmm. I absolutely agree. And I also, um, I, I think that the stigma of a woman that knows what she wants, a woman that dates and takes her time, um, to be labeled as, oh, she she act like a dude or, you know. Yeah, she, and that's not the case. I don't like that. Here's the thing. When, first of all, we're not even taught to take our time. We're taught to hurry up and get married. Yeah. Um, because then society is looking at us like we're crazy when we enter 30 right. or 30-ish. Right. And then now we're still not married and blah, blah, blah. And don't, God forbid you have a child. Now, when are you going to get married? Do you right. even want to get married? Right. My, my child in my home was giving me that pressure. Right. Do you even want to be married, mommy? Oh, Omar never. He was like, oh, you, don't, my child you don't need to be married. Mom, let me tell you, at five, six, he's like, don't worry, mommy. I'm going to marry you. Yeah, you see, know, because he was in that. As he got older, he fell out of that. Right. But he was never. Pre- he never pressed me. To- child, my child pressed me. He wa- he wanted it. Zion, I feel like Zion was born to be in a family and in a and an older brother. Like that's it, it's like he was born on him. Right. He did not. That's not what happened. That's not how it turned out. Right. But um, I feel like he has grown and developed in different ways because of what he didn't have right it's it's he's evolved and matured in a in a much different way and i think that really ultimately um he understands how close you guys are and he doesn't want you to miss out when he decides to go on that's what that's really about he wants you to be happy for me he feels like you deserve to be and you do Mm -hmm. but you're not stupid and you're not gonna settle for no bullshit and you shouldn't i'm not settling again because i have settled before several times i'm not settling as everyone has man and woman we all have done it we all have said oh well this person's kind of a good person and whatever and i'll just you know i see the good in them underneath all this other shit they they may not brush their teeth every day but i could change that right (laughs) 
Maybe if he sees me brushing my teeth, he'll go ahead and brush right, his teeth. Right, right. No, you start having I all these weird expectations that you think no. a person's going to change, and they're not. No. You really have to meet the person where they're at. You really have to accept people for who they show As you that is. they are. Right. But that takes time. That you have to takes learn time. Them. You have to. And so I was. Um, we should have had a little. I was reading a. Something on well, I was reading a dating book, and it was that. Um, what was it? Oh, you should wait six months. Oh, it's up front. We got to be talking. Oh, sorry. You should wait six months before committing to a person. Six months is two seasons. Mm -hmm. And that's enough time for you to see them sick, angry, frustrated, happy, Mm -hmm. um... See, I mean, you spending can, habits. You, you can see a lot in six months, but I'm sorry. I don't think that you really know, truly know anybody until you live with them. Oh, that's absolutely true. When you live with somebody, that's when you really see them as a human. Yes. You know, when you're dating somebody for six They're months, still they, they still have, right, they still have to get dressed and put their face on mm-hmm. and come out smelling, you know. You have to see a person in their every day, every, you, do. you know, day-to-day life. Right. Like, what they wake up and do, you know, mm-hmm. what, you know, how they pay, are they so focused on their phone that they're not like all day long, right? Exactly. They're neglecting other responsibilities. Are they, you know, do they pay their bills late? You know, stuff like that. Just everything. Do you they have, even check the mail? Right. Right. Cause sometimes they don't. Right. And then you're like, so you don't know when your bills come or right. is everything automated? Or, you know, my desire your bills? is, my desire is to have all my bills automated. I don't like that. I just so to me here's what it means. It means that the the bill money can come out and, and it won't I, make a difference. It won't make any so there, that's the so I want that type of financial freedom where I'm not worried and moving things around. Well, first of all, my there are certain my large bills are automated. Mm-hmm. My mortgage and my car payment. Mm-hmm. Everything else I pay when I feel like it, especially motherfucking Comcast. Oh my God. Let me tell you something. They lucky they get shit from me. I, I and you. I know when it's due, and I'm not paying you when it's due because you know what? I can't stand you. You lucky you get it when you get it. You do. Okay? <laughs> I feel you. I totally feel you on that. Okay, so there's some people that will not get because they don't deserve it. They lucky they get none from <laughs> you me. Don't I'm telling you, as soon as Google Fiber moves in, I'm out. Oh my gosh. I, think, I can't I think wait it's to available break up with Comcast. Over here. So I'm, I think I'm going to go it. into Google Fiber. I'm over Comcast. I cannot stand them. I think that they are horrible, a horrible man. And they don't even care about us anymore. They hate people. They don't give a shit. I'm t- they're rude and everything, too. They're like, so, okay, so what? So what you want me to do? Okay, don't call back here then. Click. Like, they don't care. And then care. they're like... They're like, oh, well, you don't want, um, so you don't want the service anymore? Okay, well, we'll cut it off. They don't even try to salvage the relationship. They don't even say, hey, let me escalate you to retention. Right. No, they're like, all right, bye. Right. Like, they don't need your ass. Right. And they don't. That's why I'm happy to move over. Yeah, because my little $215 a month oh my gosh. making a difference. But it's making a difference in my life. Yes, it is. I could use that little cash for something. Yes, and I can't wait. You know, because we have to, we're, you know, we're paying somebody to watch Zuri now, too. I can use yeah. that little extra change. Yeah. Don't play with me. Anyway. Um, so, I was also thinking that um, you said something about when women have um, standards and they have um, expectations, expectations mm-hmm. in their dating that mm-hmm. immediately people tend to say. They're high maintenance. And that they're acting like men. Right. Why are men the only ones allowed to have expectations? I feel like because we've been trained and brought up to, to believe to no to be to be the ones that oh I need to be married, I need to be chosen. Mm-mm. I mean, it's just a mindset, 
And you know what's crazy is it's cultural. It's it's like that across the board. Across the cultures. All over the world. That's true. You can go to, you know, Scotland. You can go to London. You can go to Marrakesh. You can go to Zimbabwe. Right. You can go to Jamaica. You can go to Brazil. You can go to New York. And the mindset is still the same. Women have been taught to believe we need to be the best mom and wife we can be so that we get chosen. Right. Men, are, they don't have that expectation. That pressure is not put upon them. They are allowed to be bachelors and travel. And they and do the choosing. And they do the choosing. I think that if we change the narrative mm-hmm. and we try and you know get to know ourselves and empower ourselves and love ourselves and make men meet us where we're at i'm telling you it will be so much different for our daughters for our granddaughters we can change the narrative we can it starts with people like us and you know what's crazy is that that's another thing i can appreciate about my marriage my husband doesn't see that as a threat that's good he doesn't see it he's not threatened by the fact that I think that it gets on his nerves sometimes that Mm -hmm. I'm so strong but he's not threatened by it it doesn't make him feel like less than less than a man just because I'm a strong woman right he you're a strong woman on his team right and that's what I think more men need to recognize and more women need to recognize that we talked about that that too remember that when you're a strong woman a man your man should see that as an asset right not as a liability. Right. He should be honored to have you on his team because whatever he's not strong at and you are, he's like, great, I'm glad I got it on my team. We right. don't even have to outsource right. this. It's right. me and you, baby. Right, we're going to level up. And that's, like, when I have a man's back, like, he has all of my resources behind him, all my passion behind him, mm-hmm. all of my experience. Right. And whatever I don't know, I'm going to go figure that shit out. Right. I'm going to help you be better and you're going to help me be better. Exactly. And we're going to be the best together. We're going to be awesome together. Right, right, right. And so, oh, that's a quote from Susan Taylor, I think. I'll bring my whole self, you bring your whole self, and together we'll have twice as much. I don't know if that was Susan Taylor, y'all. Don't don't bang me. I've, I've probably been misquoting all episodes. That's all right. That's but all right. It's I a bring good my quote whole either, either self. Way. And you Whoever bring your said whole it. self. It might have been in the Bible. Psalm to- 21. <laughs> Song of Solomon, but together we'll have twice as much. So I hate when people say that's my better half. Yeah, no. Or um, Mm -hmm. it's you know, no, it's a hundred percent, a hundred percent. You need to be a hundred. I need to be a hundred. Right. And I know I recognize, and I know I didn't know this at the time, but I recognize that I was nowhere near a hundred ten years ago. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Twenty years ago, that that season that you went through allowed you to be. A good partner to be whole, to be a good partner for somebody else. That's why you went through that shit. Yeah. And I can be an amazing partner for someone. Not because I'm fetching and cooking and all of that. No. I can be an amazing partner. Now, I do cook. But I can be an amazing partner because I'm a whole person. And I have, I can, I offer myself as a whole person. And I take care of me and the things that are important to me and I want another person in my space that does the same thing and I understand you sick of cooking because guess what I'm tired I've kind of been I've been cooking on and off like, mm. I've been cooking on and off and um sometimes it's easier to order because it's just two of us but sometimes I miss preparing something 
and you know putting it on the plate and, and then other times I'm just tired you know see I don't miss that the reason I still cook is because I refuse to have my kids eating street food every yeah. day that's the only reason Otherwise, if it was and just me and Chris, I'd be like, Mm-mm, you better go ahead and grab that Louisiana seafood. <laughs> yeah, I'm no. tired. I'm go not get that nothing. fish. Right. Yes. It's really for my children. And yeah. I think that it also sends an important message that no matter how tired mommy is, I love you and I'm, I'm taking care of you. It's just the subliminal message behind it, too. I know. And, but the truth is, is that Omar now is at the age, and because I've been doing this with him for so long, that he'll cook the meals sometimes. That's and good. he'll help me. So, you know. It won't always turn out the right way, but no. you know the, the effort is made, and he yes. tried. So you know, but that's neither here nor there. The whole point is, is that you have to be whole, and the way that you and I personally got whole were was going through this bout of celibacy and listening to God's voice, listening to our subconscious, yes, becoming, um, becoming whole within ourselves before trying to establish a relationship with anybody. And I think that, like I said before, if more women did this, it would force men to level up and treat us the way that we think we deserve to be treated. Right. The way we know we deserve to be treated. And then we wouldn't be, we wouldn't be meeting up with our girlfriends to complain about how these You know what this motherfucker did. And we would have, we're doing some of the work too. Because, again, we have to hold ourselves accountable for the part we play in that dynamic. Hold on, wait. Who told us about going on a date and the person using, like, four different cards to pay? Like, I think I got $20 on this card. I think I got... Were you there with me? No, I was not. Somebody told me that. Oh, you know what? Hmm. Bam. Oh, yes, girl. Yes. Bam told us that. Yes. And I'm like, are you kidding me? First of all, that woman right there is a professional. She has her... Are you kidding me? Why would you even go on a date with her? Why? If you don't even have... You're not even... If you know you're not on her level, if you know that that's not somebody that you can take on the kind of date that she does, why are you doing that? Anyway, but the whole point is, y'all, it's not so bad to be without sex, and it's not so bad to take a break, to find purpose, to find meaning, to become whole with yourself. Right. There's nothing wrong with that. So, So... I think that we should take the opportunity to do the thing. So this is something I've always said, like to my students and to my child, do the brave thing. Right. Doing the brave thing. Number one, it's not easy. It can be scary. You just do it anyway. And once you do, and it could be anything. Some people are afraid of giving up meat. Mm -hmm. I Not, not. I'm oh, talking not, about literal meat. Oh, okay. Not, okay. Not, not that meat. Right. But some people are afraid That's of... That's what I was talking about, too. I don't want to give up steak or chicken. Exactly. I don't yeah. want to give it up. I and wasn't like, thinking about penis. You know, I call it meat. Uh, <laughs> but, I wasn't thinking... See, that's where your mind is. Right, about. it was. I mean, we've been on it all day, so I'm kind of like, all right. <laughs> we talking meat now, huh? Right. Some people are afraid to try something new. Some people are afraid to um, give up television or right. bread or... or, or or give up a friend. Like there are some people who are afraid to just do the brave thing, right. and because they're so um, they don't used to it, they're comfortable with and it, and they're not confident about the outcome. That the outcome will be something that will be even greater for them, right? Even though you don't know what that thing is, right? And I could not have told you at the beginning of the journey that it would have landed me where it landed me, mm-hmm. but I am so glad it did. Listen to me. I'm not stopping. I'm I'm gonna eat my steak. Yeah. 
I don't care, okay? I'm going to eat There my are steak. certain things I'm not going to stop. And I don't, listen, God doesn't is not asking me to take no celibacy for he no didn't. steak. He so didn't. I'm going to eat my steak. And if people want to judge me, then they can. I don't care. However, there are other things that I can eliminate out of my mm-hmm. life that are toxic. Like, I don't have to drink. I mean, I know that a lot of people do. And they like their wine or whatever. And we're drinking right now. However, <laughs> I don't have do to Do we drink. have to? No, no. I can I We can enjoy go. it. Right. Do we have to? No. Mm-hmm. Do we do it every day? Absolutely I can make not. The whole point is I can make a sacrifice. I can. I can eliminate something that I, I, I enjoy in order to find out a, something about myself that I'm not aware of. Has the sex after celibacy been better than the sex before celibacy? Mm, or were you just different? I think that initially, yes, because I hadn't done it yeah, in so long. You were like a you were like a jail. Oh, not all of them. Some of them were just like, eh, whatever. But yeah, we'll talk about that yeah, too. Uh, we will talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, you know what's funny is I told you about the I didn't need to have an emotional attachment mm-hmm. and connection. But don't let me fool you. Having an emotional attachment, oh, it makes it better. It makes it better. Oh wow! Yeah. I don't need, I didn't need to at that time, but having an emotional, because then you can let, really let your, your guard down and you can really enjoy yourself and you really feel free. Yes. Right? And so those, and sometimes, I mean, not, I mean, especially when the, when the emotions are um, reciprocated mm-hmm. and you're just into each other. And you can oh say whatever God. the fuck you yes. want to say. You can do whatever you want to say. It you feels, can say, do that right there right. that I like to do. Yes. You don't feel embarrassed. You don't feel like no. because that person loves you. And, and it's a different connection. safe place. Right, 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 right. I love that. That's amazing. And that's what, that's one of the things I love about uh, the idea of partnership. Right. Is um, the freedom. having a person that the knows me so yeah. well. And it's the freedom. Yes. That there's a certain freedom that comes with it. A lot of people associate being in a relationship with being restricted. No. But truthfully, there's a lot of freedom. You should be more it. free. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of freedom. I want it. to be with someone who appreciates the great things about me and allows me. I should feel more free with them than I even felt when I was by myself. Right. And that is not something I've ever experienced. And that's when you know it's real, honey. Mm-hmm. That's when you know it's yes. real. But anyway, y'all, we're going to wrap because yeah. we're having a few drinks and I need to get yeah. back home to my child too. You do, but I, I'm glad you were able to get away. This yeah. has been good. Yeah, I needed the little... So break. guess what? I want to know, have you all ever um, given up something to better yourself? Mm-hmm. How did it go for you? Have you had um, a season of celibacy? Intentionally or unintentionally. Unint- yeah, because there's sometimes, sometimes this shit just don't be showing yeah. up. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes you be like, shit. I would, I wish right. something would show up, but it's not showing the up. The men yeah. are on strike. What's right. going on? Or mm, yeah. everything I'm meeting is just yeah, like, yeah, smelly and nasty. Yeah, I don't want that. Yeah, missing so. a tooth. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> anyway, y'all. So it's been great, and we'll talk to you next time. And remember to send us any feedback you may have, even if it's negative. I'll let you read the negative comments though. Yeah, just send it to me. I'm horrible at responding to DMs because I, I get DMs all the time and, and I'm just... Well, this is different. Sometime, this is different. This is different. I will be better. That, yeah. I'm, see, I acknowledged my fault. And you're going to hold accept, yourself accountable. And I'm holding myself accountable and saying, I'm going to do better. Yes. And your action steps, you're going to establish Hello. those. See? I'm, doing, I'm growing and getting better every day. Every day. That? Anyway. All right, guys. All right, y'all. See y'all later. Or Bye. talk to you later. Bye.
think we'll hear the crickets in the background too. Or this, they know I'm. They know I'm here. Hey y'all. The reason we're playing this song is because today we're going to talk about pet peeves. And when we think about, when I think about pet peeves, this song comes to mind because there are a lot of times in my life personally where I was able to identify everything that was wrong with a person instead of trying to look at what was right. And so, even though I'm mad at Kanye, just like everybody else, can't stand his ass, the song is so relevant because why do we do that? Why do we look at the bad instead of looking at the good? Why do we find fault with somebody before we try to find right? It's easier, is it? It's easier than doing the work of noticing the good and working through the bad. When you notice the bad, you can dismiss people easier, faster. You don't have to put any effort into that. That's real. Am I a douchebag because of that? And the minute somebody shows me something I don't like, I'm like, oh, I'm out. But the, are there levels to it? Yeah. So, welcome back to Fire at Will with Ryan Aaron. Hey, y'all. So, we're talking about pet peeves. Yeah. Because we all have them. Um, and they can range from an annoyance to something so debilitating that you can't tolerate the person anymore. And then you get rid of them. And also, I think that for me, if I identify something from the beginning, I can foresee the issues that I'll bring in the future. And I just say, eh, I'm not going to put myself through this. And that's not just romantic relationships. Obviously, it can't be because I'm married now. But it's also with friendships. It's with people that I choose to surround myself with. Um, I can foresee issues. And just as a defense mechanism, almost. Because I don't like dealing with trauma. And I don't like dealing with too much shit. Everybody has problems. But if I notice, like real deep-rooted issues that I know are going to arise in several different situations throughout our friendship or our relationship, I'm out. Has that come as a result of times that you didn't do that and then you decided going forward you're going to pay attention to the red flag? I don't think I ever consciously made a decision that I'm going to not deal with somebody because of no I go into the every situation feeling like this is going to be a good situation mm -hmm. I, I'm always optimistic at the beginning like oh this person's cool everything is great but the minute they show me something mm -hmm. I'm like mm -mm. the minute that jealousy rears its head I'm like I'm out the minute that deep-rooted insecurity rears its head I'm out yeah. the minute that any kind of lying I'm out the minute that any kind of opportunistic mentality comes up, I'm out. There, there are certain things that I'm just like, I'm not dealing with this. So all of those things, though, are things that I would agree that you should exit. Mm -hmm. But um, especially if you're talking about something like jealousy and envy. Someone explained to me or tried to explain to me one time that jealousy... We're back in the office, y'all. Sorry. 
the, the office is the perfect place for us. We come here and we are ourselves and we don't have to censor ourselves. We can speak freely. Oh, but, no, we can't. Oh, we, and before you, I'm sorry, you were going to say something about jealousy and envy and that somebody taught, told uh-huh. you something. But before you do that, I want to mention that Aaron and I are really a lot more candid with each other than we are with you guys. And I know it doesn't seem like that. They're like, shit, can they, can't right. they get any fucking what crazy? Else can, what else are you talking about? Yes. A we lot. can get hella crazy. But we have to keep in mind that we do have children that may hear this. We have to keep in mind that we do have parents and we families. do have families. So we have to censor ourselves. And in listening to other podcasts or people have the liberty of being absolutely fucking free. Yeah. I'm jealous. I'm like, shit. I wish I could say right. some of the shit that me and her say. I'm like, oh my God, that would be so dope if we could talk about that but But we we can't can't. we can't because it's just we're mothers and um unfortunately we live in a very judgmental world and and, we have a responsibility right and we will be judged by those responsibilities Mm -hmm. omar judging ass (coughs) zion (coughs) judging ass (laughs) we have people that judge us and we'll be like oh i heard what you said can you you know and we have to also think about how we affect other people's lives so anyway but anyway, back to what your what so, this person said to you. I don't, of course, you know, I'm so terrible at paraphrasing. I kind of get around to it, but you know what I mean. But jealousy and envy, one is when you um, want, wish that you had what someone had. And the other is when you wish that you had it and don't want that other person to have it. That's disgusting to me. Isn't that terrible, That's though? disgusting When I me. think about that... When I think about um, people being jealous or envious and to the point where I can understand someone looking at something, some okay, someone looking at the fact that I work from home. Mm-hmm. People can look at that and they'll be like, wow, I wish I could work from home. I wish I was home all the time. Yeah, I admire that. Like, I admire that and I wish that I could do that as well, but I'm not... But you don't want me not to have it because no. you don't have it. Yeah, no. But there are some people who hate on it. They hate that. They hate that they don't have it. So they hate that you have it. I can understand that. That is disgusting. You're right. And and dangerous ground because what does this person really think of me and what type of damage could they do to me just by being around me and infecting me with that kind of negativity? Right. So the topic today is pet peeves, yes. right? I'm not only talking about pet peeves like that, though. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about people that clean their ears with their keys. That's nasty. I've seen people do that shit. I'm like, the fuck is, what the fuck are you doing? People that pick their nose in traffic. Like no one sees you. Um, Get Kleenex, sir. Nobody, Please. No, I mean, what are you digging for gold? Like, what is going on? And I mean, and then where are you putting it? That's what I want to know. Ew. And then you get out, and then you go inside of a restaurant and you shake somebody's and hand you shake someone's hand it's just and, disgusting like yeah. don't do that get kleenex and, and blow your nose and clean your nose that way it's just you know what drives me nuts the, si- the sound of people scraping their teeth on a fork or a spoon oh, yeah. that drives me nuts and oh, no. i'm just thinking what kind of savage are you that you don't know that you're supposed to use your lips to pull the food off of the the utensil what, why are you using listen, your teeth what drives me crazy 
is when there's no more food on the plate, but you stay scraping, scraping. the plate like you going. What you? What are you gonna get? What else are you gonna get? Or when they're drinking oh, oh, out of a straw oh, and God. it's just oh, that sound. Of, Especially with milkshakes. Yes. He like <laughs> and I'm like Omar. It's foam. There's it's, it's nothing gone. left. You're gonna have Stop. gas. You are Good. going to That's have gas. You got, got boo boo. You're gonna have the now. bubble guts Good because you. all you're doing is sucking frothy air. It's not good for you. You know what I hate? When people call you for things that they can text you. <gasps> yeah. Oh, that's like at work when they call a whole meeting for something that they could have sent a text a, or a, a, email. A email for. Just, just email me. Yes. Just email me. You know what really, really grinds my ears? <laughs> when somebody emails me something and asks me to do something, but they could have done it in the same time it took them to write me that email. Oh my gosh. Let me tell y'all something. Yes. <laughs> I don't have time for that shit. Don't, don't play with me. What the? What is that about? I don't Why are you? Are you just like? What is that? Because I do everything. I feel like I just do things. I just go ahead and do it. I'm like, in the time it could take, it would take me to ask this person. And if you want for something it. done right, you do it yourself anyway. Well, that there's Why a lot you to be me said about no that. nonsense. I don't what understand that, that. I hate that. What is that supposed to be? Job security? What, what is that about? Maybe it is. I I think about the philosophy behind work all the time because there's, I've um heard read books about um how the middle class was basically developed and how it's designed especially nine to fivers it's designed for you to make just enough money that you get paid on that friday you pay bills have a good time and you have to come back to work on monday you have to you have yeah, no choice that's nonsense for me. so that is but that is why i so admire this boom in entrepreneurship mm -hmm. that people are just taking their passion or finding a need See, and doing feel, something about it. I don't feel like it's the same in every company because I know with my company, people get bonuses, we get raises annually, mm -hmm. um, and depending on your position, you can make a lot of money. Okay. So I don't think that that's true across the board, but I know that it can be in um, in a lot of yeah. situations. Um, you know what really grinds my gears? When people walk on the back of their shoes instead of just putting their shoes on. Oh my gosh. Or just, can you just buy a sandal? Buy a slide. What the hell? They what? sell them at Target for like 10 bucks. Walmart for even less. Why? Your mother worked hard for those Jordans <laughs> and you just walking on the back oh of them like. Oh my gosh. Yes. What is, what is the problem? I don't understand that. I don't understand that. You know what else really bothers me? Mm. This is about my child. My child will go take a shower He'll come out of the bathroom and he just leaves his towel. He'll just throw it over the closet door instead of just going back into the bathroom and putting it on the back of the door. Also, he just leaves lights on. Yeah. He just leaves them all on. Because they, they, they don't pay no bills. They don't know what electricity's like. You know what really grinds my gears about my child? What's that? This boy gets out the shower and he likes to walk around in his towel. Mind you, he doesn't dry himself. So he's off. wet. Yes. He'll come out and be like, hey, mom, so. I'm no, like, Omar, finish. Why are you doing this? And I've said this to him about 50 million, 50 million times. 50 11. He comes out of the shower and walks around the house. And then he'll walk around the house brushing his teeth too. I'm like, if you get toothpaste <laughs> on this couch and bleach it, I'm going to bleach your ass. Okay? Go back in the bathroom and brush your teeth, boy. But he continuously does it. And I'm like, why don't you get it? He's like, I'm not going to do it. Just stay in the bathroom. I don't know why he likes to come out with his nat with his little wet body and with the, with the toothbrush in his mouth. Here's what bothers me. So I am a fan of efficiency when you're getting ready, especially for a child. So I raised my son 
to when you get up out of the bed, mm-hmm. you go in the bathroom because you got to take your morning whiz. Mm-hmm. Get it. Stay in there wash and go ahead and wash your face and brush your teeth. Okay. Why so, do you come out and then get dressed and then go back in and then get your shirt wet because right. you're fully dressed? Like and get toothpaste on it. So like, that's not how I do it. What I do is I wake up more up, go to the bathroom, come and eat breakfast. Okay. And after you eat breakfast, go to the bathroom, yes. wash your face and brush your teeth, then put your clothes on. Never it drives me crazy when people brush their teeth in a black t shirt. Oh my god. Do you not know that if Too you much get, can happen. Oh my god. You're just living you on the edge. You're living on the fucking edge. <laughs> and, ha- and you can't do anything about it. And then guess what? You have to change your shirt. I'm doing the laundry and you talking about you can't get the soap. No, I can't. No, I can't get out because you, you know what you should the- do? Oh you should just fucking brush your teeth without your shirt on and then get dressed. Drives me nuts. I don't understand that. You know what else drives me nuts? Mm-hmm. So my child, speaking of living on the edge, so I live in an apartment complex where we have something called valet trash. Mm-hmm. That means that Sunday through Thursday, you set your trash out at 7 p.m. and they come around at some point to pick it up. Ooh, that's fancy. But you pay for it. Okay. But, so when I tell my son, make sure you put the trash out at 7, then we don't have to worry about it. I don't care when they come and pick it up. I don't care if they come at midnight. Put the trash out at 7. So he has noticed that they don't always come at 7. So he feels like he's got a nice little cushion. That he could put it out at 8, 30, 9, 9, 30. No, you cannot. Because the days that you decide to do that, they came at 7, 15. So guess what you need to say? They they just emailed us. They're coming, starting to come at 6 now. So you have to put it out by 6. Just lie to him. Because he don't care. <laughs> just, he doesn't care. Listen, drives me nuts. They come and pick up trash on Friday mornings, early in the morning, like mm-hmm. around 8, 9 o'clock, I say to the guys, hey, make sure that you bring the trash down from Thursday night. Thursday that night. That way you're not rushing to do it in the morning before you leave for school. Mm-hmm. Just do it the night before. You think that? No. Oh, my Of course God. not. There was one week that the trash didn't go out for three weeks. Oh, that's nasty. And it's hot. It's summer. Yes. So I'm pulling into the house, and I'm walking past the trash, and I'm like, what smells like? Death. Oh my god, like a lion literally died here. Like a lion. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Y'all the whole couldn't just lion. take the, the whole, whole lion. lion. Y'all couldn't just take, I mean, three weeks now? <laughs> so you know what? And then they get mad when I do it myself, though. Of course, because that's my job. Let me do that. But you're so not doing it right. Why haven't you done it? When are you going to do it? Please tell oh, me. Oh, that's another thing, too. That's another thing, too. When I ask for something to be done, oh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And then it's not done for like two days. And then I just say, fuck it, yeah, you're not going to do it. I'll do it myself. Then they get mad when they see that I've done it. Mm-hmm. And why'd you do that? Because I asked you two days ago, well, everything got to be done in your time. What? I waited two whole days for you to for the dishes hours. to be washed. I 48 mean, hours. What is the problem? I don't understand. You know what else is my pet peeve? Mm. So my child will... Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know why he likes to lie awake at night. I don't know what he's doing or oh, considering. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then he can't get up in the morning. Mm-hmm. So then he wakes me up and it's like, Can you take me to school? Take me to school. Right. Which is a inconvenience. Total 45 minute ordeal to and from because of the traffic. So he he's should... not thinking about that. He's not thinking that yeah. even though I work from home, I do have to log in by a certain time and be available by a certain time. And, and respond to my my customers and all of that. None of this matters to him. I've explained this to him 
ad nauseum. It matters not. But that he he knows that you're not going to allow him to fail, and that's why he does that. Mm-hmm. He'll also call me or text me and say, hey, can you bring me some lunch? No. But guess what? Yes, because I don't want you to starve. Right. I don't, and if you're hungry, I'm going to bring gonna you something. You're not going to focus. You're not going to be able right. to focus Right. And I want him to do well. And I feel like he, I, you know, I don't I don't even know the the line there because... You know, on one hand, you're asking me for food. You're not asking me to bring you your charger. Right. You know, you're asking me for something that's important, so... You should have packed a lunch. You better eat school lunch. You know what drives me crazy? When I actually sit down for the first time all night, like, I just got... Yes. I just sit down for the first time after I've fed everybody, washed everybody, put... Done ever, all my stuff. And the moment I sit down, Mom! <laughs> babe! <laughs> I'm like... I just sat down. Like, I literally, it's like, did you guys have an alarm on my ass? Right. Like, you know, once it touches, like, any kind of surface. As soon as it presses down, it's oh like, ah. You can't relax. No. What is that? I don't know. That is, like, the the blessing and the curse of being a mom and a, and a, a wife. It's, it's like, oh, my God. Like, And if it's not them, it's a dog. He does it, too. Yeah. I'm just like, what? You've seen him. I have. He what was, do you want? Yeah. What do you want? Nothing. I just want you to look at me. I'm just annoyed by him. He getting on my nerves. <laughs> no. He used to be my baby, but ever since Zuri came, he's just acting freaking crazy. Uh, no, he's, well, he's jealous. He's so needy. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Because he sees you're, you're cuddling and all your attention is going elsewhere and it's not going on him. And What does that mean? I mean, he's he's being human. Drives me crazy. Drives me crazy. You know what? You know what really kind of grinds my gears? What's that? The um, I'm white, but I have black kids haircut. I hate that haircut. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> I don't like it. I'm sorry, but I had to say it. I'm gonna tell you what grinds my gears about that, though. Not not that, just that. Love who you love, but if you are going white women. If you're going to make babies with a black man, I need you to have a black friend that can teach you how to do their hair. Oh, That's what I care about. So my, that matters to me. My grandmother, my father's mother is white. My mm-hmm. father's father is black from Haiti. And her kids were always put together. Mm. She worked on it. So I, I, And she never had to have that haircut neither. <laughs> you know what it is? It's the John and... John and Kate plus eight haircut. Remember she had that yes. haircut when they first came out? I was like, what is going on here? I hate it. It's the I'm Drives not... me crazy. <laughs> you know what really drives me crazy? What's that? And I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna risk being cussed cool. out. Yes. I love lashes. I do. Oh, you're I, talking I, about the snuffleupagus yes, lashes? Yes. <laughs> the ones yes. that I promise is brushing the tip of your nose yes. because they're so long. Yes. That is not it doesn't for daily good, wear. You guys. It's you guys. not for daily wear. It's I, for I love photo y'all. shoots and I costumes. Love y'all. And there are people that do the lash extensions. Just go and ask them for like a full natural set. Just because a natural those shits set. look bomb. They do. You don't have to. And then the glue, and then the glue, and then yeah. I see it, and then it's like not even on the lash line. It's in the middle of your eyelid. Yeah. And I just don't know what's going on. I'm <laughs> confused, y'all. And I can't concentrate. Oh, I, can't I can't talk to you. I can't ask you for what I came to ask you. Listen, I can't, I can't I've do anything. Literally, I've literally, I'm not lying to you. Omar and I went to Red Lobster's off of freaking Camp Creek to eat. Mm-hmm. We sat, went and sat down. How many sets down. did you see? No. The server came, oh. and I had to leave. 
I yeah. couldn't even sit there right. and 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 order the. I just couldn't even concentrate. It was just too much for me. Yeah. Just annoyed. Just annoyed. Really grinds my gears. I, I just. You, you know what really pisses me off? There's a place up the road from from my house that we just ate there. Yes, yes. I called them all the time and order food and and I love this place because the food is good and it's healthy and consistent. But every time, at the end of the call. After I place an order, the Chinese lady says to me, How you gonna pay? <laughs> I'm like, Well, obviously, if I'm asking, listen, I'm first of all, I'm calling you. Not like that, but you know my voice because I, I've been calling, especially since Jerry's in the board. Mm-hmm. I, call, I call you guys at least three, four times a week. Right. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> my card has never declined. What do you mean? Why are you asking me how I'm, I'm going to pay when I get there with my debit card? Why do I You're even have to say this? You're not gonna give me food. Unless I give you money. Oh, my gosh. So why are you even asking me? You know what I hate? When I call, like, AT&T or Comcast uh-uh. or whatever for help, and they and they transfer me overseas. Yes. And, and I people, don't understand what they're saying. No. Not only that. I understand what they're saying because I'm good with, with different dialects. I hate when they're reading from a script. And every... An- I'm asking them a question, but they're not really answering the question because right. they're just reading from a script. You know what? Just transfer you back to fucking United States. I can't deal with you. How about this? Can you think outside the box? Before I even get to the person, though, I hate that I have to go through however many prompts in order to get to a human. So now, do you know that you can Google how to get to a human for certain companies? They tell Ooh. you how to dial in to get to a human being. Okay, that doesn't work for everybody, though. So, Delta Airlines, you're not going to get to... Mm. Unless you have a platinum... Unless you're platinum status, you're not going to mm-hmm. get directly to a human being. You have to wait online like everybody else. Oh, my gosh. Because I'm telling you, when your flight is delayed or you need to reschedule or something, forget about it. You have to sit there. And they'll even say to you, hey, you're going to be here for a long-ass time. <laughs> it's about three and a half hours. You want us to call you back? I'm like, yes, bitch, call me Please back. Please call me back. Because I don't have time. You know what else bothers me? Hmm. And this was like when I was really going out my night lifetime when the places tell you that high heels are required for women what i've seen that you've not seen that i've never seen that heels are required who the fuck are you to tell me to stand in heels oh, my feet are hurting what are you gonna what are you are you gonna carry me to my car when these men get to wear whatever whatever they're wearing um uh, well first of all if they dictate that i'm not going to that party well then there's that right yeah i'm not uh, why so they, go you know they just don't tell they, me what to do no you know what I don't like? When I go out and they try to charge me to get in. What? Um, yeah, I think that's ridiculous. First of all, I'm spending money at the bar. And if I'm not spending money at the bar, somebody I'm is. Gonna, somebody is. Somebody's somebody spending money some on drinks. my behalf. So y'all shouldn't be charging me a damn Mm-mm. thing. Y'all shouldn't charge a woman in this universe. No. You want the women to get there. into no damn club. Boy, bye. You want women there. I'm talking about oh it's ten dollars twenty dollars mm-hmm. getting <laughs> and it's the principle it's not that i don't have ten or twenty dollars it's the principle you know what else i hate about going out mm. when the djs don't know how to transition oh girl and then they play the whole song they play the song too long i should I not hear the whole no nope. no i don't like when they played the song too short i don't like it too short but i also don't like it too long but I you can't the whole you song. can't go from from juvenile back that ass up to outstanding no you can't it don't work like that. We are good from trans. We we will go from gospel to trap in a in a second. That's what we do, and I don't even understand that. That's not good DJing. Let me tell you something, DJs. You supposed to be practicing. I know some good DJs. I don't know about But you. they, I bet they practice. 
Well, they've been doing it for many years. But you're supposed to practice Ooh, because that. new songs drop all the time. I like the old stuff though. I do too. Okay. But you're supposed to practice. Right, right. And it's easier now to DJ. You don't even have turntables. You know what drives me nuts? When adults eat with their mouth open. Oh my gosh. Why do you do that? I don't get that. Like, why, why it, can you not breathe out your nose? Like, what's the purpose of... Because then I'm thinking, do you have a deviated septum? Do you need to go see a doctor? And you're moving your tongue all right? weird. It's weird. <laughs> I'm just turned off. That is a reason not to have sex with you. you know, oh, you know what really grinds my gears? When somebody snorts instead of blowing their nose. Like, oh, I hate that. Why? Who are the people... What about Why? the people that do that with their ears? Oh, like they like jiggle their ear? And, and they make oh, that noise? Oh, my God. I don't know how to do that. I also don't know how to spit, and it drives me crazy when I see people spitting outside. And like I hate... Draw, like draw back and spit? Yes, and oh, I hate oh, when people oh. spit on the ground where people have to walk. I think that is disgusting. I also hate when people spit their gum out on the concrete yeah, because where you have people to walk step on it i never do that yes and i think about the birds too that's yes. why i don't do it because i don't want the birds to show. can you please just get an old receipt like everybody else i wonder what drives other people crazy they're gonna tell us girl i got a million things i really do you know I, what really you know, drives me crazy when i change my hair which i am i do often so the dmx challenge that's happening mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. on, um, <laughs> i love it i love seeing it I've, there's this one girl she's so cute she put a little video um what's her name Kamora something and she did a little video and she looked let me show you her she was cute she listen, was cute I so I if you look through my pictures I change my hair often I don't like when I change my hair and the people at work say oh your hair is long now how do you do that oh, or Lord. if they say if they ask can I touch it or they reach out to touch it is she cute? Ooh, she is cute. Look how look how different her hair is all the time. She does a million yes. different. Like all these different. I got my one little hairstyle, y'all. But I'm about to cut it off when See, I lose this weight, though. That's that's me, right? Look at all these different hairstyles. Except for the wigs, I'm not a wig person. But but she, you know, some people can, can do it. it. Some she people can, can wear pull it. it off. My head is too small. I'm telling you right now that if I could rock a wig, I would rock a wig. Because I think that sometimes you don't want to do your hair. I know. And I like the idea of changing it up. I do. Hair is a is an accessory. Like, it, it should... And it gives her different looks. It does. I love it. I love that she's able to do yeah, that. that's cute. Um, yeah, don't ask to touch tastefully. my hair. She actually did it tastefully. Like, her... The, right. The, the styles and the hair that she chose looks good. It looks nice. When you ask to touch my hair, or when you actually touch my hair, I feel like you're petting me like an animal. I don't like People it. People don't ask to touch my hair. I'm glad. Maybe it's... I think I'm standoff. I think that you I think that you look more approachable than I do. Maybe. Like, people feel like they can ask you that. People can't. They know they can't ask me that. I, I would be like... <laughs> Do people ask to touch your belly when you're pregnant? Only, like, one or two people. But um, there are people I knew, I knew so I okay. didn't feel bad. So it wasn't... But like... I didn't... We, um at the airport, we took Zuri with us to Jamaica. Mm-hmm. And we were in the elevator because we had the stroller. And this older white couple got into the elevator with us and we had like the hood of the stroller over her so you couldn't really see her mm-hmm. and the old lady says oh can you pull it back I want to see the baby and so Chris pulls it back and she touches the <gasps> child I looked at Chris like if you don't if you Chris Mm-mm. I Mm-mm. swear the only thing that saved her was that she was like 95 yeah that's the only thing that but saved that is her. not okay don't touch people's children don't don't touch people's children ever never 
girl. You know when Zion was a baby and I had him in that that thing that you're talking about, mm-hmm. the stroller thing with the little hood thing. Mm-hmm. And people, I would be in the mall or something, mm-hmm. and people, oh, can I see your baby? I'm like, oh, if you've seen one baby, you've seen them all. I was like good, mean and protective. Thing. I was oh, not having it. I was at this. I'm not gonna say exactly where, but I was at this event. I'm not gonna say what kind. And this woman. I, these people were asking me to get into a group picture, but I was holding Zuri. And so this lady was like, I'll hold her. And I'm like, no, I'm good. She's like, oh, so I can't hold your baby? No, you can't. I want to say, because I have to keep things cordial right. with this person, mm-hmm. I couldn't say, bitch, no, you can't. <laughs> but that's what I wanted to say. No, you cannot hold my baby. You don't offer to... I don't mm-hmm. like people touching my children, no. the, period. Right. I don't like people touching my children, period. Like, why? Why do you feel the need? I know Zuri's cute, but... I don't no. like people touching my child. I wasn't. I don't I, know you. I didn't like it either. I, I didn't like I it I feel either. like that's weird. I don't even know what you do. I don't know if you wash your hands. I, I don't, don't know, know if you. you just scratched your booty crack. I don't know what you're doing. I don't mm-hmm. want you touching my child. No. And who would ask that? Like, I feel like. She was very, very. Offended. There, there, none of that. No, she was very aggressive. She, there was a few other things she said that day, but whatever. She was just very aggressive and she felt she was the kind of personality that kind of pushed her way into what she wanted. No. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, well, you're not going to push your way. Anyway. You're really not about to push your way in not on my, my child. Baby. No, that's not what's happening. Not on my baby. Um, you know what else bothers me? Hmm. I have been in relationships where men will accuse me of things that I've not done. That really bothers me. I don't like being accused when I'm I, when I'm not when I'm innocent. I hate it. Oh, I hate it. I hate it even more when I'm when I'm not innocent though. Well, when I'm guilty, I really hate Ooh, it because I'm busted. My, it makes my stomach bubble. But when I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, I'm caught. <laughs> but when I am innocent, mm-hmm. I am. That makes me angry. It is. I get a shutdown spirit on that. Like. Like go away. Yeah, I can't. You're annoying. Why are you? Why are you like, being insecure? Like why are you at me? Leave me alone. But when I'm guilty, like, like if I bought some <laughs> shit from Amazon and I try to hide it, and the Chris is like, "What's that stuff in the closet?" I'm like, "What? What's that? <laughs> There's stuff in the closet. What? No way. Let me see. Oh shit. There oh is my gosh. My mom was the queen of that. We would go shopping. And she would say, let's just leave it in the trunk for a couple of days and then we'll bring it in the house. And then my dad would see us. He'd be like, oh, is that new? And my mom, oh, no, it's been in the closet. I'm like, I am not participating in this. Listen. I would just say nothing. Hey, daddy. <laughs> well, first of all, I, I don't really shop anymore anyway because I'm not buying any clothes. Well, I'm not buying any new clothes until I'm the size that well, I'm going to be. Well, for this body, you don't want to, yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to invest in this body. Um, but yeah, there were moments where I was just like, what? Who bought Amazon? <laughs> it says my name on it. Right. What? No. Somebody must have sent Omar must have been ordering stuff. You know what? I'm going I'm to get that fool. Let me check my account. Let me see how much money he was spending. Um, <gasps> oh, God. I'm trying to think. You know what else bothers me? Hmm. This is what bothers me, like, when I'm out and about and, like, men approach me or don't or kind of... And they kind of allude to approaching me or something like that, and they'll say, "Oh, I thought you were married or taken." That doesn't feel like a compliment to me. And that I feel like that's a nervous thing, though. I think they say that as just a way to start conversation. It's bullshit. That's not a good way to start it. Let me tell you that. But if it's not the case, I mean, you're just wasting 
time and breath and conversation on something that is stupid. Like, we could just start talking. Let me tell you that I'm spoken for. I agree. I agree. I'm trying to think, because I know I got a lot of shit. I don't like wet towels on the bed. That drives me crazy. Why would you do that? Yeah. And you know I hate when the shower curtain is left. Ah, I just have yeah. this thing about it. Just close just it. Just close the shower curtain, please. <laughs> close or close it. the shower door. You know what I hate? Mm. So there was a commercial. I think it was a Lysol commercial. And it was it was showing different bathrooms. And it was all the toilets. And the lids were up. Mm-hmm. Like, the idea, the thought of toilets like that really is unnerving for me. You want all the lids to be I want the lids to be down. I think it's a good idea though because the because you know there's fecal matter yes. inside the toilet and so whether you can see it or not right. it, the spores get in the air mm-hmm. so just close the just toilet close so the that, lid mm-hmm. it really it it it's, it skeeves me out like I don't like that you know what drives me crazy what when people brush their teeth but leave the tooth toothpaste in the sink. Oh, like, especially why? the blue toothpaste. Oh girl. Oh lord, you why? see it, you see it. Jeez. Why couldn't you just why? Lie. Why? You know what? I, you know what Just take a piece of toilet paper and wipe it. When men shave. Oh, when they leave the hairs. When they leave the hair on the. Oh, I can't stand oh, that. Or they put the hair down the drain. And then that's a problem later. Oh my god. Can you please just crazy. put a towel? And shave over the towel, and then shake it out. Or you, you can shave in the sink, but then take a paper towel and get the hair out of the sink and put it into the mm. trash. I mean, what is the problem? I don't understand. I would think that... Uh, you know what my mother does? <laughs> so my mother is a very busy woman. She's a, a registered nurse. She's always on the go, and she's tired. But if you go to my mother's house, she has pairs of shoes all over the house. Like wherever she just takes them out, she just takes her shoes off wherever she's standing. I'm guilty of that. It could be in front of the washing machine, in front of the sink. Do you notice that? In front of the. Have you noticed that? Not less bad as my mother. Is that where you're No, I have pictures. I have pictures of my mother. So Zion and I, when we go home, we count how many pairs of shoes we see. Horrible at that. It is all over the place, and I mean, and this there are different colors, different styles. I want to show you something. Look right here in my seat. Oh no! You know, no, 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 I stopped bringing them in the house. Oh, yeah, so what I do is I'll leave the slides in my car now, <laughs> right? and I'll just change into the slides. That way, I can stop getting yelled at about leaving my shoes all, all the over the place. place. But here's what's funny: so I had a um, I had a company vehicle for a, a job that I had, and I had all my favorite shoes because I would do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Then my car got stolen. Oh, and they took my. You know what was in there? My little um, lip gloss pouch mm-hmm. they have all my favorite lipsticks and lip glosses that it's expensive and my shoes they took them because it takes time to find shoes that actually fit your foot i have a narrow heel i have this you know kind of a weird foot so finding shoes that are perfect for my foot it took forever i have still not been able to replace those shoes and i just piss me off shoes, that I, left I don't care there. makeup I do. makeup is expensive makeup is hella expensive and it took me a long time to build yes my case or my makeup. yes so, and I, I don't even wear that much but it but I matters when I, I want it. it from when I want it yes you know what I hate what when people wear foundation in 98 degree weather oh my gosh why girl why don't do it listen girl if you don't it's let the sun kiss your skin degrees outside yes. I don't care 
if you give it, if you give your natural skin a little sun, maybe it'll even out. You don't just, need the goddamn foundation. Just a little you know what? I don't care if my freckles are showing. I don't care if you think my skin look patchy. Whatever. I don't care. It doesn't matter. It's I am not wearing foundation that eight. You know what bothers me? Because I saw a picture of myself from high school, and I had the brown lip liner with the oh, um, girl. Everybody did that. <laughs> with the lip, everybody with did the lip that. Gloss I did middle. that too. Everybody I was did that. like. Why did I think that this was cute? Because that was the style. It was. Everybody had it. I don't it. know why. I but did when that. I look at it, I'm gonna now, find I'm my like, picture. I have a I have a yearbook picture like that. Oh god! How fucking trifling! <laughs> I think I was like in ninth grade. Or oh something. my god! It's just awful. It's awful. It's just awful. Mm. I'm wondering what what other pet peeves. There there's a I have a million and I, know I do. I'm not, I'm not thinking of them right now, but I do. Hmm. I hate when people, and this is. This is something that is not as obvious, but I hate when people pretend to be something that they're not. Oh my gosh. And then when you meet them, you're like, oh, you're not what the fuck I thought Right. No. You're not even who you said you were. Nope. Not even what I thought you were. You're not who you said you were. You don't even know who the fuck you right. are. Like, what is going on here? <laughs> I hate that shit. Like, am I crazy? I thought you was. No, you're not. Listen, if y'all meet me, I'm exactly the way I am bleed at you think i am exactly who i am yeah you are like you like can't even help it you, i can't even help it i'm just uh-uh. I'm, I'm i'm really you're really, either like this or asleep <laughs> listen and that's what i'm about to be after this right <laughs> you are oh, either you know what we, oh you know what sets my soul on fire what the moment i fall asleep Oh Lord, girl. Let me just tell you. I said, girl. Let me. Oh Lord, you lucky, you cute. You lucky, you cute. Mm. Because I swear, will be. I would. I would want to fight her. (laughs) I just, just, and it takes me a long time to fall asleep. Because you've got to tell. Like your whole body has to. Yeah, yeah. I know. And that's. You mean we? You mentioned this before that. Having a, a baby like that is like a young person's game because yeah, it really is. We're you, older you need people. To be, it, it's the ideal age to have a baby is between thirty and thirty-five. After thirty-five, thirty-six, you really can't control your sleep pattern as much. Well, at least I can't. And when I get tired and I really want to go to sleep, you have to allow me that liberty. Right. You cannot get up all of a sudden. Wait, wait, wait. What? <laughs> what? Where was all that energy three hours ago when I was up doing stuff? Now all of a sudden you see your mama sleep. You talking about? Uh. Uh-uh. We going to sleep. And you talk about, and then Zuri will talk. Mm-mm. She'll be like, ha, 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 ha. you better talk to your damn daddy. <laughs> oh, but you can't. You know why? Because he's not here. He's out having a good time. Well, I'm here trying to get some sleep. He's out finger popping. Girl, he better finger pop his ass right back into you this house come and back watch in his baby. House. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know what drives me crazy? What? When people say that they're like church people or Jesus loving people and they be doing some they dirt foul filthy nasty disgusting I'm just dirt. like how are you so you think that because you go to church on Sundays and you praise means on Sunday nothing. that mean, that means that you're 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 saved from all that stuff that you were doing on Tuesday I saw what you was doing on Tuesday Mary you are not saved honey and then you want to preach to me and you want to be judging no. to me, but you was popping and locking and doing all kind of stuff. And I don't want to say, but yes, I know what she was doing, Mary. <laughs> Shit. Oh, I want to say something too, but I, oh man, I don't want my kids to hear this. Like, 
when you're about to come and you say you're about to come and they, oh and they and move they, they and move. they change it oh. and you're like oh, yeah. <laughs> why why do you do that i don't know why if i say <sighs> there just stay there. Just stay there. Keep just doing hold, just what right there. you were doing. That's why I don't even want to say anything. Because when I say something, that's yes. when all of a sudden you want to fucking move. No, right. who told you to fucking move? Now you want to throw in some new choreography that we did not rehearse. Girl. Or discuss. Discussing my nerves. You know what? Yeah. That's frustrating because it can take a minute to get there. And then you got to find it again. It's, well, it's for me, it doesn't... I'm, I've trained my mind. But still, beside, it, that's the side It is point. a mind thing, isn't it's it? It's a mind thing. It's a mind thing. Um, that's a different conversation for another day. Mm. You know what I hate? When people wash the dishes but don't wash the pots. My child does that. Oh my, God. my child does the dishes. He will put the dishes in the dishwasher, but he will not wash the pots. And you Why? know what else he won't do? Clean off the stove. And the counter. So you think... Why is that not part of cleaning the kitchen? I don't get it. Or if I ask him to sweep the floor in the kitchen... You know he doesn't pick up the rugs? Oh, he sleeps at all. Don't sweep around the rugs. You pick it up. You shake them out, too. Outside. Oh, my God. I don't understand. What kind of heathens are these people? I don't know. Who raised you? (laughs) (laughs) And I know I've told them they just don't listen. They don't do it. They're like, it's almost like they say to themselves, I ain't doing that shit. I don't need to do that. It looks no, clean. You know, you know what you told me last time. Mm. They do it because they know uh, you gonna do it. That's real. Because they, we do go behind them and do it. That's so true. they're like, why do I have to do it? Mm-mm. She's gonna come behind me and do it. Mm-mm. Man. Mm-mm. You know what I hate? When you call Comcast uh, to complain or change something or whatever, and you finally get through, and then they put you on hold, and then the call disconnects. They do that on purpose. They oh hang up on your ass. God, when I tell you the call center people, that's how they exercise their power is by pressing in call. That's what I'm they do. I'm going to put you in a brief hold, ma'am. Beep. Then I'm, <laughs> sitting, I'm like, hello? <laughs> hello? And I had already been on hold for about an hour. Right. I'm like, what is going on here? Yes. Oh, you know what I hate when I call Comcast? When I'm like, hey, yeah, I'm calling. Um, they pick up the phone. I'm like, hey, how can I help you? Um, yeah, I'm calling because I want to check on my bill. Oh, I had to transfer you to a different department for that. First of why? all. Why? Why? Why can't you? Why aren't you What's your department? Customer service. You ain't customer servicing anything. You need to service me. They're only in that department. The people that answer the phone are allowed to help you, like, add channels or change your package Mm-mm. or whatever. They got to transfer you to it. I'm just like, I don't got time for y'all. No. No. Y'all want to upsell people. <sighs> you know what I hate? When you shave your legs, mm. I don't shave anymore, I wax, but when so you shave I. your legs and you get a goosebump and your hair grow back, what <laughs> the fuck? Why? I just shaved. How did you grow back that fast? How did you grow back that fast? Hold on, wait, y'all, wait, y'all, wait, y'all. Hello? Hey. Who are you? Uh, hold on, wait. Omar, let me call you back, man. I'm doing something. What's up? No, it's me. Okay, Omar. Um, it's it's your mother. Omar, I just said I'm doing something. I'll call you back. I'm recording my my podcast. You're interrupting. 
I love you, Omar. Is that, are you happy? Okay, goodbye, Omar. Goodbye. Did you hear him? That's your man. <sighs> Say you love me. First of all, everybody know I love you, boy. First of all, he, he gave you the Destiny's Child Say My Name treatment. If no one is around you, say, baby, I love you. He sure did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't got time for him. I really don't. What are you doing? What, oh, what? my gosh. I can't. You know what I hate? What? When I would shave my legs. And you get out of showering and you're lotioning up and then you see that you missed a patch. Aww. And it always be a patch, too, that's visible. Yes. Like on your knee right yeah. here. It's, oh, it's my a God. Patch. That drives you crazy. How did I shave everything but that? I don't understand. And you gotta dry shave it. That's why I just wax now. Yeah, I, have I wax. I, I, yeah. It's worth every penny and every little. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's a lot of pain though. There's some people that do. I, I've noticed over the years, some people's technique is just better than others. Yes. There's a woman that I see now. Um, I went to the same woman for a long time. I was very loyal, but it was painful. And I saw another woman, and it was painful, and I would get, like, whelps. Mm, ooh. Yeah. So I stopped seeing her, and I see this other lady now. It's, like, painless. She, I don't know how she does it, too. She's just going, like, boop, boop, boop. Keep and going I'm like, her. wow. Keep going to her. She's amazing. Um, you know what I hate? When the alarm goes off for work, and you're like, oh, I got 20 minutes. Let me just go ahead and close my eyes back. And then you wake up like two hours later. Yes. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> I thought I had 20 minutes. What happened? I don't know how to sleep oh, in 20 minutes. Oh, my God. Do you ever get the pee-pee dream? Where you're dreaming that you're going to the bathroom, and then you're like, oh, my God, I'm not in the bathroom. That's no, never that happened, happened to you? No, that happens to Omar, though. Oh, my gosh. So that happened to me. I think the last time it happened to me was a, a couple years ago. Not even lying. A couple years ago, and I had actually been drinking. So I was like... You were sleeping heavy. Probably. I was sleeping deep. Mm -hmm. And I had to tell myself, no, bitch, you are not in the bathroom. You are in the bed. Get up, get up, get up! Because your grown ass cannot wet the bed. Yeah. That would be humiliating. Well, yeah. That's just... I don't know if I can tell that story. Oh, I have I'm a story, tell it I anyway. Tell anyone. I can't tell it. I'm going to tell it anyway. So, mm -hmm. I'm with my son's father mm -hmm. he uh comes in from a night of drinking mm -hmm. we go to bed mm -hmm. i wake up and i'm wet and he's not there anymore he peed on you so i i'm, he peed on you. I'm confused and i'm like what the hell and so then i go to um the living room and he's on the couch and he's asleep and i said hey what happened? And he turns his head and says, you peed. I said, no, the fuck I didn't. He tried to blame you for him. He doing tried to blame me. So then fast forward. I am um, cool friends with the other, um, his other, the mother of his, um, two of his other children. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling her this story. And she was like, oh yeah, he's to wet the bed all the time when he would drink. I was like, bitch, that's not something you think you should have told me. That's why he's a cheater. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> he has deep-rooted insecurities because he's, he's a pissy bed. You pissy bed. You're grown it. Oh, you know what? But you know, there's, hey. Okay. I'm not Let's judging. Let's talk about we're not judging. <laughs> I'm not judging. We, know, we know that there are incontinence issues and 
And let me listen. And they now make lovely depends that look like underwear. And I know, especially after childbirth, it can be difficult. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there are a couple times that I've really almost peed myself yeah, yeah. after Zuri. You have to get control of your... You do. Um, you really have to do your Kegels. That yeah. helps. But My shit is back to normal. Thank right. you, Lord. Because I even talked to the doctor about it. I'm like, I literally have almost peed myself. Like, let me laugh too hard right. or cough or sneeze. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, my gosh. Right. But you just have to do your Kegels and it you goes do. back to normal. But you have to, like, make sure you're doing them. And, and you can do them anytime. Like, I mean, anytime you're sitting, go ahead and do them or whatever. But... It is something that can really happen to anybody, and it, it's frustrating. Can be embarrassing, because I, I wet my pants after Zion. And actually, I remember going out one night. He was a couple months old, and I went out somewhere to meet some friends, and I could not make it home. I had to pee behind a tree. I've had to pee outside plenty of times. Well, no, that's I mean that's that's a, that's like a choice, but for me, I was like I couldn't, I couldn't make it. Like, I couldn't even make it around the corner to the house. Oh, Chris actually took a picture. I've actually asked him to pull. I had to pull over and just pee in a random bush. He took a picture of me. Oh, for blackmail? Yeah, well, because I was laughing so hard because we were so drunk. And I couldn't believe that I had to pull over to the side of the road and pee in a bush. Is that why you, do you keep napkins and wipes in the car? I had, I had napkins. I did not mm, have wipes. See? Thank the Lord for that. I know, right? I'm trying to think about what else. I know I have a ton of things. The whole point of me starting with that song is because I'm so good at figuring out all the things that I don't, I don't like. like. Yes. Why can't I stop? Let me think about the things I do like. I love a freshly made bed. Ooh. That's I what like, I love about a hotel. I love going to sleep in a freshly mm-hmm. made bed. I love pulling the sheets back and it's nice and cool in there and you slide in the bed. I love that. I love warm towels. Oh my gosh, yes. My dad, when we lived in New York, because, you know, back then, some of the apartments only had radiators. They didn't have central heat. So what he would do is he would put my towel on the radiator. Yes. And so when I got out of the bath, I would just take it off the radiator and it would be nice and toasty. Ooh, it was so nice. My mom used to do that with our clothes and our shoes oh, when we were getting dressed in the that. morning. She would put it, it on the like heater. That feels like love. It does. So that we could... And um, when I... Um, so when I... Um, when Zion was small and it would get cold I would bring him into the kitchen and I would open the oven door and turn the oven on so that he can get dressed in the warmth Aww. of the heat from the oven that's nice that's love that is love that's love and then I would make him um, tea every morning so that he would have something like, because he doesn't like to eat first thing in the morning because it upsets his stomach so I would make him like tea so that he would have something A warm stu- tummy. Mm-hmm. that's love yeah and I would do that for him every morning and yeah. I love when I come home and dinner is already there. Yeah. Oh man, that makes me happy. And I don't have to do anything. I love when I'm really tired and Chris sees it and he's like, I got the baby. And you don't have to say oh, anything. Oh man, that makes me so happy. Sometimes too, because he knows I kind of I don't really sleep with Zuri. I just mm-hmm. don't. I'm like sleeping with one eye open mm-hmm. kind of. So I'm not really technically really sleeping. So sometimes he'll be like, you look tired. I'm going to take her and sleep with her in her room. You go to bed. Aww. So that I really can sleep. Right. That is love. Her. That's love. Because you know his ass ain't sleeping. He's up there like with one eye open with the baby. So right. he's sacrificing his sleep for mine. I appreciate that. Yeah, that's love. You know what I appreciate? A clean car. You know what? I appreciate 
this is what I love when I'm in a relationship. I love a man that sees that my car might need some attention and he just does it. Yes. He doesn't tell me that my car needs attention. He just takes care of it. I love that about men that the, the ones that pay that attention. They pay attention. Because not all men do that. No, not all men do that. But Chris I've is the only man it. that has ever, like, on a Sunday, just gone in my car and looked at the gas gauge and just taken it for gas. Yeah, that's amazing. So that I don't have to get gas in the week. He, it, I think that's really because he don't like me going to the gas station. Well, you know, I'll tell you this. Because it's the you, pickup spot. I was going to say, if you want to feel attractive, ladies, in, in Atlanta, go to the, the gas station. Atlanta, you go to the gas station because they will let you know that you're you looking good. Mm -hmm. Even when you're not looking Even fine. Even when you're not. They make you feel good about yourself. They do. I'm like, I look all right. Okay, I still got it. Oh, I, I love, love it. I love feeling like I still got it. Like, yeah, you know. I do. I love that. I remember the one time I went to the gas station and these young boys, they must have been 17, 18, were trying to, I said, shit. Hey, girl. I was feeling good about I was beaming all day. Like, damn, I still got it. Yes. I um, like that feeling. I love that feeling. Because, and I don't want them. And I also don't, I don't need them to think they can have me. I just appreciate the compliment. It's very validating. There's a lot of shit that I like. I do like certain things. I like, um, I like hugs. I like long hugs. I like long hugs, like where I just feel like I can just melt and I don't have to be strong. Mm -hmm. I don't like hugs when I'm going out the door and you want to hug. You know no, I'm leaving. I'm, I'm on my way somewhere. Why are you trying I'm to hug busy. for 15 minutes? Like, I don't got time yeah. for this. I love red light kisses. Yeah. I love that. I love red light kisses. I think they're my favorite. Um, I love um, being touched in a way that you're not touching me because you're trying to get it. <laughs> like, you're just touching me because you want to touch me. You want to be affectionate. Because you love me. Right. I like that too. I don't want to. F I don't. I don't like feeling like, oh my gosh, like if I ask you to rub my back or something like that. That automatically. No, come on, no, man. Just oh, rub man. My back. They, they, no, listen. I asked my husband to rub my shoulder. Dude, forget it. If if I that he to him me saying that is I want to get some, for. I, I want to get, get it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No. Sometimes I just want a back rub. Yeah, sometimes I just... But do I give him back rubs? Not, I'm tired. I'll give him back rubs again someday. I just, I just tired. I'm tired right now. I'm trying to think about what else. What we like. I like a good steak. Ooh, I love a good steak. My favorite cut is a ribeye. Really? Yours. Mine's filet. See, I like the lean filet because I like how tender it is, but I love a ribeye because of the flavor. Ooh, it's so good. Mm, Especially when it's well done. No, not well done. Medium. I like my I steaks. Like my steak medium. medium. Mm -hmm. I don't if it's if I don't want a belt. One thing I, don't I want like. a steak. I don't like an overcooked steak, and I don't like people that overcook red meat. Right. Don't even invite me over. Just, 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 <laughs> don't cook just that go, for me. No, forget it. Forget it. I don't even want to be friends with you. <laughs> See how you get rid of people. I, I'm telling you, you overcook a steak, I'd be like, bye. We not friends. Um. I hate long-winded talkers. Oh my gosh, where just like, get to the, the point. I need a pause. No, like just get to the point. You don't have to take me through point A to point yeah. Z. Just go ahead and jump to point Z. I can kind of fill it in. 
I don't need to hear what the person was wearing, how the hair was done, yeah. what they had, or they used this toothpaste and they had this color shoelace. I don't care. Just get to the point. You know what I can't stand? I can't stand when somebody's like, hey, you know so-and-so? And I'm like, no. And I'm like, you know, so-and-so, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, look, what about her? What do you want me to know about her? Do I have to know her? Just tell me the story. I wonder if people are going to relate to this to this episode. They will, because guess what? This We're this regular just people. just us ranting. But we're regular people with these things that just bother us but we also talked about things that we just absolutely do love and appreciate you, you know what you know what drives makes me mad what when i'm like scooting the booty back because you know i want you know yeah what? and he's talking about <laughs> ah, what <laughs> you know i'm pushing my booty on you for a reason don't be trying to act like that because you know what i like what men that don't say no what booty time i've never met a man that says no he doesn't say no I'll, if i say don't make it hard for me yeah don't make me work for it though like seriously don't make it hard yeah. for me i'm tired this is me initiating this is the most i'm gonna do anyway you know what i hate what lingerie Mm -mm. I, like I hate uncomfortable lingerie. lingerie. No, I like lingerie. I like when, I, especially when I'm, I feel good about myself. Listen, I'll you know put the, some shit on, honey. I tell you the lingerie I like, and I'll strut. I like the shit that you can get at the fucking beauty supply. The little body stockings with oh, the crotchless. Body stockings. You know what? You can tear that they're shit stretchy. up. It was ten dollars. I, I love tear it off. And they're stretchy. and yes. they're comfortable. <laughs> and they look good. It looks. They look amazing. Ladies, go ahead and venture over there. It's for you. It comes you can a lot buy them of off of Amazon. You, you can't even have to go to But the, guess what? If you life. want to go in there and, and select and touch, if you're going in there and buying your products, go on and venture over to the little clothing section. I didn't even know they had that. I haven't been to the beauty supply store in years. Well, you go to the beauty supply. You can also get a nice little floppy sandal if you need one. They be cute. And you can get you a body stocking. You can get out of there under $20 for both of those. Don't wear the little I floppy love, sandal with the body I stocking. I love though. a body stocking, though. Yeah, it's sexy. I love that's the lingerie stocking. that's that's the lingerie I shall wear for, for him but that's 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 it like and Chris love a body stocking yeah it's fun oh he love it mm-hmm don't let me put one of those on it's a wrap hey tell us what you tell us what drives you nuts and tell us what you love so um I'm trying to think about I just want to think about I know there's some other shit that I'm leaving out that's major well you can post it on fire I'm at will I'm tired that's why F-I-Y-A-A-T-W-I-L-L alright y'all thank you for rocking with us um, we thank have so um, some episodes with some special guests coming up soon um, and they are pretty dope people so I'm excited about that and um, I know that you guys have been sending us requests and things that you want us to talk about um we are going to do um, an episode on how to get over a broken heart. Yes. Because I think that that's really, really important. Um, we are going to do an episode on um, some cheating things that we've gotten. Yeah, um, yeah. Some work advice that we've been yes. asked. Um, we've gotten a lot of cheating things. We have. I ain't going to lie to you. Y'all are some cheating ass motherfuckers. I, I know. I didn't know. I, I'm like some of the scandal that's going on. I'm I like, know. why Why is pe why are people doing these How things? How do you people even keep up sleep? with this? 
I, could, I couldn't rest if I was doing people dirty in you the world two, like you this. You got two over here, two over there, uh-uh. and then you living with one. I'm nah. like, how does that even work? That's exhausting. Anyway, y'all. But we have a lot coming up for you, and just keep it coming. And make sure that you um, DM us, follow us, Fia at Will, F-I-Y-A-A-T. Subscribe on, on whatever platform you're listening yes, to us on. Subscribe. And rate and us. Rate us. Love you. Bye. Bye, guys.